If it's a sticky table environment, yeah. I will not buy wine. <laughs> I'm never sure. I've, at 157 episodes, and I'm still not sure I want to do this. Has it been 150? It has. Wow. It has. That's yes. awesome. Yep. Amazing. We just had our big, uh, our fourth Christmas show on Cherry the podcast. Cherry Buzzmas. Cherry Buzzmas last weekend. That was awesome. Thank you to Mayday Brewery mm-hmm. for uh, hooking us up with all the extra beers. Thank you to everybody that brought stuff. Thank you to um, all the guests and our friends and everything that stopped by. Yeah, Charlie Atlantic brought us a nice bottle Charlie Atlantic of rum. brought us some uh, some Afrohead rum. I know those guys. Yeah, yeah. We drank the crap I out do. of them. Yeah, we're going to see them Saturday night. They're from Actually. my hometown. Nice, are they really. They are. Nice. Oh, see, look, this is a, it's a small, yes, big it world. Yeah, it's a. I like when people say that. It's a small world. No, it's actually a really big <laughs> fucking world. <laughs> it's just we just have the internet now. Sure, very true. And there's a lot more of us too, so you know. Yeah, I like when people also say, "Oh more. man, life is short." No, life is long <laughs> as fuck. <dude. laughs> I don't know. I disagree. I still think it's short. I'm, I'm like, al- I'm already dreading. I'm about not having, any, you know, like, I'm just like, oh my like God. I'm about to be 40, and people are like, "Oh, m- middle age." I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta do this again? Like a whole nother, <laughs> on another half? I, I'm, I'm only halfway." <laughs> Shit. Not me. Fuck, man. I wanna be like an elf or something. Sorry. You want to be like a little criminal? A thousand years. Just keep learning stuff. <laughs> like a vampire. You want to be like... Uh, well, I mean, you know, I just... You know, when I, let's, let's if stack. I was a vampire, I'll say this, I would be one of the ones that like... And I wouldn't kill you. I'd just, you know, <laughs> stun you a little bit. Right. Eat, uh, move on. Oh, eat, yeah. Move, move on. on. Like Lestat. Or not not, or not Lestat. Sure. Who was the... Uh, Louis. Uh, like Louis. Like Louis. Louis. Yeah. Like Louis. Yeah. Just, you know, just enough to survive and have a good time, you know. Well, stat would kill you. Well, stat Louis. Would totally Louis, kill Louis, yeah. mm-hmm. Louis had a heart. Yeah. Creepy as fuck, too. Oh, I, I just watched that recently, this past Halloween. Like, young Tom Cruise cre- is creepy as fuck. So creepy. Yeah. With the blonde hair. It's he creepy. should never yeah, have been that role. No. I'm going to be so honest. So that entire book series, I'm a huge Anne Rice fan. That book series was so amazing. And when I read the Lestat book, or Le- is it Lestat or Lestat? I never have figured that out how I to say his name. I remember hearing Lestat in the movie, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's probably. I think it's Lestat. Lestat. In my I'm world, sure. it's Lestat. I'm so sure. I had this vision you can say of this, you want. Yeah. this this big, blonde, beautiful, like, like thing, man, you know, like taking over this thing room. Man. Like a, like a and thing, man. Then, Your standard thing, man. <laughs> like a <laughs> Thor kind of a Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, maybe? yeah. And then they, they, they brought in Tom freaking Cruise. And I'm like, yeah. are you. It's not Top Gun. Mm-hmm. It's Anne Rice. Yeah, yeah. I was really disappointed. Is in it, that. That, that's crazy because there's some books that. I read. I, I always like to read. I read a lot. So there are books that I read sometimes that I wa- I'll watch the movie and it's like I'm like fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That's exactly what I saw in my head. And then sometimes you're like, well, this is not even the same storyline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Armand was perfect. Antonio Banderas was perfect as Armand. I'll give him that. I thought even Antonio Brad Banderas Pitt was is perfect movie. as anything. Yeah, like, but let's stop. There's two. Uh, and I'm not a, I'm, you know, I said it, I meant it, I'm here to represent it. The, uh, there, there are, there are two actors that I have man crushes on. Oh boy. And that's Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. and Johnny Depp. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. If, if Jack Sparrow walked in this room right now, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't oh, know if Johnny Depp's having a rough time right now. He is. He I know, is. and I don't get stuff. it because he's just been so amazing all the way through. What did they say? He had an $80,000 $80, a month wine habit. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a Mayday beer, yeah. by the way, wow. folks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, 
<laughs> I have an $80 a week Mayday habit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Actually, tonight we're sipping on some delicious Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. that Stephanie was so glad to bring by. I guess we should start the show and introduce our guests. We yeah. should. So, we ladies know. and gentlemen, guys and dolls, coalesce, cogitate, and cavort with us. This is Share Your Buzz, episode 157. Thank you guys for hanging out with us this long. I can't believe me and Chris have not killed each other yet. And we tried a couple times, but like much like Louis and Lestat, we come back. <laughs> we come back. We come back. You can't kill us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep trying, though. Keep trying. Share your bloods. We uh, <laughs> we uh, so tonight our guest in the house, uh, the one voice you've heard already, you you guys should know by now if you listen to the podcast at all. That's the uh, lovely and talented Stephanie Allington. Hello. And Aaron Lassard. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having now we, us. Now we we actually called. Uh, Aaron to do the podcast. Yes. And then Stephanie just showed up. I was like, I no, just, I'm gonna, this, no, I'm going I'm going to do this. Now. I do that. <laughs> I'm like, hi, remember me? I'm just going to sit in, right? I'll bring the booze. Yeah, thanks again for the booze, by the way, because normally we uh, provide that. So See? Oh, it's always I lovely a, when it gets. It is. Concept. We get treats from it. You know, it's funny, though, if we're just going off on jokes, because Stephanie has had one show where, it, where we interviewed you. But you've been on the show like six times just as like a <laughs> random person that shows up with yeah, other yeah. guests. You show up with yeah. Shannon, you show like with Aaron, like people Yeah, yeah. that's what I do. I just I just kinda hang out. Even when we interviewed Adam and Mike on the Rudy's podcast, mm-hmm. she popped her head in the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. I'm like, I did. Yeah, yeah. You might actually be the the, you might yeah, have the most You've made the most appearances. Am, on I, the show. am I the oh random guest? God. Other than the local apartment folks. All right, guys, we're not. We find, we're let the cat out of the bag. Stephanie actually lives yes. under my table. Yes, she does. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's quite I just pop up every once in a while. But I do bring the booze. So <coughs> she does. I do Thank try you so to contribute much for that. slightly to the conversation. Oh, yeah. Also, a shout out to our sponsor, Mayday, though, mm-hmm. while we're talking about booze, because they have so much stuff coming up. They just did their Dirty Santa party, which. Knew it would be like Ozzy to throw a dirty Santa party where everybody has to bring a like adult gift, which I've never heard of before. But apparently that's a thing. An adult gift, as in something like a particular yeah. store you would go to buy this thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, like that kind mm-hmm. of adult gift. Oh, interesting. interesting. So, can interesting. can I ask what you brought? I did not go because <laughs> I. No, because he bought something and was like, "Yeah, we're staying home. We're, we're going to keep that. That's we're it. using that's that. It. Yeah. You know, we're not going. That's you know what? That's it. The. Uh, <laughs> Get myself a, a wedge and a and a oh and a rabbit. <laughs> I don't know. Those are the two things that wow. jumped in my head. I don't know even. I, I don't know. You have specific names. I'm impressed. That's good stuff. I mean, I don't know brand names, but I'm sure there's. Actually, there was a there were two. There was a big adult superstore chain down in Orlando. It wasn't really a thing in Orlando where I grew up. It was like sex was pretty much like. Like there was, we didn't have strip clubs. We had like topless bars where you would just go to the bar and people would be topless. And it was like, it was, it was just like, it wasn't, it was very much like, you know, and then when I, I, and I thought Orlando was like, okay, you know, um, we're pretty open about everything, about like race, sexuality, all kinds of stuff. But then, so I thought, okay, but we're, I realized that we're still Disneyfied. When you get to like Miami or something, people are just like, you go to a club in Miami, like it. Like it'll, it'll like I, I took my daughter to a, a nightclub in Miami, which uh, is already a statement that I'm not sure I should repeat on this. But <laughs> yeah, we need we, to take that yeah out of context. But there was like even she was like she was like and she's 22 years old, so it's not like she's like a little kid. But so she was like she, she was uh, totally blown away by the fact that two people were like making out up against the wall. But and 
there was like uh like people were like half naked on stage doing like just dancing and twerking and all kinds of stuff and i'm like I, I, th- I thought orlando was bad but miami people just find any reason to take their clothes off whenever they possibly can it was... I've, I've seen many people make out in clubs and just walking down the street it's interesting i was we went to the preds game last night and we're walking to the car and there was this couple that we ended up passing them twice because they were having this like sort of beautiful stop in the middle of the road or sidewalk like kiss moment and then they would stop we'd pass them and then they they were power walking and they would pass us again and then they'd stop one more time it's kind of beautiful man i feel like that was on purpose right because if, if they were like walk 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 i feel like at that point stop. They, yeah they, yeah there must have been they're like wait get way ahead and then stop yeah, and i don't know it's weird. i don't know what the is can Sweet. I just say that downtown Nashville has always been kind of another planet, but I, I feel like over the last so many years it's exploded into this this insane other world that I just can't relate to. How Literally, any way past Fifth Avenue down to First, it's like this mm-hmm. whole little corridor of How long have you been in Nashville? Of 18 years. Oh, yes, you already know. Yeah, you've, yeah. yeah. Gosh, I, I, I so miss being able to go to the honky tonks and just walk in and be like, yeah, and no one cared, there. and it was fine. You could dance. You used to be, you used to be able to actually dance at the honky tonks. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when? Remember fun? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's literally. I was driving down the other day because I I'm gonna do. A, I was meeting somebody at the Southern, and there was a man. I assume, dressed up like a chicken. Oh. Right there around like Third Avenue, just like. Damn, I didn't think anybody saw him. Are, is it, are we turning into <laughs> New York where they have those? The, like the naked the cowboy? Naked we don't cowboy. have that. Oh. We have a chicken. We should have naked really cowboy. Really We're the one place who should have <laughs> naked <laughs> cowboy. Why do, you know what? If, if New York has naked cowboy, we should have naked businessman. But Stephanie. We should. We should have naked businessman. You've been here long enough. Briefcase. That's all, all, That's it. Just briefcase. Yeah. Briefcase and then the socks with the like the stirrup things on the around the uh, around the yeah they gotta be funky socks yeah, yeah. or like yeah, the socks yeah. with like the like the little uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the little yeah, yeah, yeah. calf uh, uh, like what do you call it? suspenders yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the argyle socks yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. yeah. which by the way one of the old timey things that does make sense because socks that go soft are annoying as fuck like Sounds if I had like a new little venture. suspenders <laughs> but dude that's our, that's gonna be our new our, our gimmick we're gonna make share your buzz um, socks sock spenders. I, I will not invest in that. I just feel like <laughs> I'm not wearing socks. I mean, I just, that's so much. I just don't understand. I, I, I don't know. Could socks you, Do not buy a new pair of socks. I mean, I get it. Maybe back in the day, maybe uh, socks were closer to pantyhose. There is nothing better that's, than a fresh pair of socks, though, right? Works. So, like, my buddy figured that. My buddy Brandon has been on the show a bunch of times. You've met him. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he figured out a while back. Now, maybe because of inflation, it might be a little bit more. But he figured out that if you're going, like, your standard... Hanes or Fruit of Loom, whatever that you get at the store, you to get a fresh pair of socks every day for a year is only like three hundred bucks. So wow. that sounds like an investment worthwhile. Like are you sure? I'm doing the math in my head. I'm thinking <laughs> for a, a decent pair of well, we're not talking decent I mean, pair. We're talking like your like, the minimum. We're talking, but even still, though, they're like, like we're talking Walmart Gildan dollars for uh, a pack of like what? The six, only requirement eight. is they are new. Yeah, the only problem is that they're a fresh. Because you could get a fresh pair of socks that's a cheap pair of socks, but it feels good the first time you wear it. Right. At least a good month, and then they're just regular. Then they're not stretched out. And then they go in the trash. You know what we're talking about, uh, like making out in public and bars and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel as awkward as I feel when you see like an older couple making out at a bar? No, I'll tell you what I feel awkward about. Um, I've had the unfortunate experiences of of seeing. 
men often in their 60s or so uh, getting in on uh, what appears to be girls in their 20s on Broadway. That's always a oh, sight. Trying to hit or they're kind of like little, like, it has, like, lone shark has a new meaning. It's just like a lone person. They're just like a shark kind of swirling around like a crowd of just mm, yeah, young adolescents. There is and they're kind of like, one what? Weird old shark. You're on. right, dude. There's an it's old shark. It's really down weird. Down. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like one guy who's like a. I think Chris Rock had the joke back in the day where he's like, not old, but a little too old to be in the club. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. got like a pink button down and he's got his like gray chest hair out and he's ready. You could yeah. tell he looked Gold good chain. when he came out of the house. Yeah. But now he's a little disheveled. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, a little yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But wow. okay, so if let's say, because I've wondered this too, you know, I'm pushing 40, so I think, uh, so what is, what do you do in that situation? Like, I want to go out and have a great time. Maybe I want to be in that particular place. Do you just you just hanging out in the back of the wall, staring? I mean, what, I don't no, get it. You like, could be a class. I think I think you could be a classy. What's the difference between a shark? I, I what think. If, what if what if you want to dance? I don't well, know. Well, like, I think that's fine. I'm not, well, well, <laughs> you can depends dance. Depends on just how well don't, you dance. Right. <laughs> you got depends moves, on how you drunk you get. You could dance, but just too, don't just don't wedding boof a, a twenty year old. Yeah. I would not be doing. And just don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. Just be classy. Yeah. Don't be creepy. There's a fine line between the two. Care for a dance one? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you, you you can be too classy. You don't want to be That's in the honky tonk wearing yeah. tux, being hey like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> ladies, <All> right? <laughs> yeah, everybody's everybody's got a can of bush light, and you're like, I will have your finest. Uh, what is that? Is that Jim Beam? <laughs> I will have. Right. I will have your finest wine. I will have your. Wine. Like, you have your setter, huh? I'm sorry. Is that Red Stag you have setter over home, there? Home, yeah. yeah. Good God. <laughs> I have a, a, a thing about establishments in town that you walk in and it just looks like it's a sticky table. Mm-hmm. If it's a sticky table environment, yeah. I will not buy wine. Sure. Yeah. You, you want to you want to give my quote? I had a uh, a show on Demumbrian on a was a room. We won't mention the room. We won't mention the room. It was one of those sticky table establishments and. If you know Stephanie Adlington, she's not a fan of these types of establishments. And she, she goes in, and uh, you can already see it in her face that something is terribly wrong. She sits down at the bar. <laughs> bartender asks, what, what would you like? And she looks at the menu and kind of looks at me and is like, I don't really want anything. Um, turns out we try their vanilla porter. It was suspect at best yeah, i guess for suspect. your standards. Suspect. So I looked at you, and, and the question of the night came was, well, do you want a wine? And I, I almost got like a moment where she had to recollect herself, looks at me and goes, do you think I'd order wine at a place like this? <laughs> <laughs> right, in fr- right in front right in front of the bartender. And she's like, I'll just have water. And oh I did. I said, dude. I'll just take a water, please. <laughs> yeah. I have went to, okay, but you're, okay, so that, and I don't, I'm not a, like, I love dive bars and I love fancy places. Sure. I, I'll, I'll have anything. The same way I, I'll, I'll drink some of this um, delicious Buffalo Trace that you brought over. But I'll, I'll also drink, you know, whatever you, you know. Sure. I mean, our usual, me and Chris both, our usual um, house uh, whiskey is like the Gentleman Jack. Right. That's, sure. You know, so sure. I got no problem sure. with drinking Jack or whatever. Yeah. But, and I got no problem with different kinds of bars. Right. Mm-hmm. But Just my, don't give me a sticky table. My big thing is when you go someplace that's not supposed to have a sticky table, and you're like, I expected. <laughs> like, when you, when you guys said you're on DeMombrian, I was like, all right, it's DeMombrian. But if, if I'm like, a, like, I went to a place that you guys both know, and I'm not going to say it again, but I went to a place that's supposed to be an upscale place. And we, me, Faith and I went there, and we were like, uh, 
even first of all the service kind of sucked, but we were like, okay, it's it's it, it, you know it's Nashville, it's busy, whatever. So we found a nice, we finally found a spot, but they 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 didn't give us like the bar was nasty, and they didn't give us like bar napkins with our drink. So they just hand us the drink on the wet oh. bar. So then you pick the drink up, and, and it's, it's full of the wet bar. Yes. And then so and then you take it to your table or whatever. You know, you take it to like wherever you're sitting. Because it wasn't like you know we didn't have table service. We just were like we're like sitting at like a pub table or whatever. And then you take it there, and it's supposed to be like a nice place overlooking the skyline of Nashville and all that stuff. And you're like, this should be a fancy place. Right. But there's <clears> my <throat> my my table is like full of water. It wasn't sticky, but it was like a pool <laughs> of water. Been. Like I could have I could have laid in it and like. like Waited through oh. the, the 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 amount of water that was on the table. I'm like, dude, this is so not like, acceptable. Yeah. And if you know that you're outside and it's summertime or it's warm out and like, it doesn't like a bar napkin. Like everybody has them. Yeah. Every like just give mm-hmm. give me a bar napkin. It's easy as just wrap it around your drink. Bam. My yeah. favorite sight in town now is is always the uh, if if you catch yourself driving around downtown later at night on a weekend and you'll find your typical. 20 to 25 year old blonde female sitting on the sidewalk just scarfing a hot dog no (laughs) absolutely just bawling her eyes out oh that's usually what you get she's just bawling her eyes out she's probably got a nice puddle of like vomit on the side Mm. of her and she's just she probably like, has yeah. the, the title Bachelorette across. Oh, her. yeah. She's, she's either by herself or she's got a full-fledged yeah. posse trying yeah, to comfort yeah, yeah, her. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that because that's usually what you get. I, and also, I love watching these these women dressed in their beautiful, you know, their dresses. They're looking great. They're obviously sloppy drunk, but then they're just like <laughs> like handling this, this hot dog, like just <laughs> mustard on the face. You know what I mean? It's great. It's like. <laughs> Dude, Aaron, can I ask you uh, how old how old of a man you are? If you, if you... I am uh, the ripe age of twenty two. Okay, so, uh, oh, so oh my god, I was just telling a story about my daughter. You're her age, but uh, that makes sense that you would still be enamored by that because growing up in like a, a club city like Orlando and then coming to Nashville, which is also a bar city, like that is a standard. Like that's. Um, like welcome to the world of clubbing, my friend. Like that that is that is yeah. there is always that is one of the like stereotypical there's always gonna be a girl who like, with a broken heel or she's holding her shoes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's crying and her friends are around her. Or uh you know, and then there's probably some guy still trying to get with her because there's some douchebag who's like right. who, like who like looks like the weakest one in the pack. Yeah. He's, he's like, like he's I like, will yeah. take the Yeah, one he's one. going for the low hanging fruit. Last call desperation. Yeah. The bar just closed, he's like, yeah. I gotta come home Dude. with somebody. Yeah. yeah. And then but me as like, cause every once in a while, I still find myself out at that hour. I don't do it very often anymore, but I still do. And, and then I look at that, and uh, first of all, I'm reminded of why I don't go out that late anymore. Right. And then second of all, I'm like, I'm also at, like, uh, well, why am I downtown? I should be at like Rudy's or Primings or something. And then third of all, I'm like, uh, that is somebody's daughter. Like now that I have a daughter, I'm like, I'm like, which I've I've had a daughter since I was 16, so I never I never actually got to be the douchebag because ever since I had a I had a kid when I was a teenager, so my whole life I've been like, uh, like wary of like not, of like you know the whole women's like thing like not uh, you know taking pe- advantage of people, so I never right. got to be the douchebag. Right. Like, not that right. I would want Tony, to be. Tony's but, not 
admitting that he went through it an affliction phase, so we just got to throw that out there. When I came to Nashville seven years ago, everybody knows <laughs> that everybody knows you you uh but first of all there was I used to crack jokes on you. There cats, was no man. place there wasn't like now where there's like a thousand places to go and like you can't pick a place. There, when I first moved here seven years ago, if you were in the music business, especially if you were in like country music, there was like three places to go, and you went to Losers or you went to you yeah. know or, or, or downtown or something, like, and that was it, like so, or the East Side. Yeah. And you know, I just happened to fall in in that time period where everybody wore like even. everybody wore the buckle jeans <laughs> and the uh, oh my God. And, sparkles on you the know, boot. No, I never had sparkles. <laughs> I never had sparkles. Little cross juicy across, across the cheeks. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no, God. No, <laughs> never had the juicy. But you know what? I might bring it back. I might bring it back. It's we're, we're good 20, 30 years out from that. But how funny is it? How much we have changed mm-hmm. in seven years? Seven years, yeah, yeah. I mean, that yeah. wasn't that long ago. You wouldn't really. be caught in that shit now. No. You know what I mean? Like, no. It's well, and a lot of times when I'm gigging, if I'm at Sambuca or even if I'm at Rudy's or something, and then I start talking to tourists that are in town, and and I would say, you know, when I first moved here, you wouldn't be caught dead in this area. This mm-hmm. was sketch. Yeah. Like mm. totally sketch. And and the fact now that we have the Gulch, we have Twelfth Avenue, we have Germantown, we have Houston area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's amazing how how these places have popped up and we have a lot more opportunity. And especially as musicians, that we have places that we can gig now that we didn't have before. There are a lot more venues in Nashville now, so yeah. Yeah. Well now that we've done twenty minutes about just random stuff. Let's actually talk <laughs> about our guests. <laughs> Why are we? It's here? more fun though. I don't it know. is more. It is more fun. But we should at least let the guests or let the listeners know why we have Aaron and Stephanie on the mm. show. Well, I've been here. So I'm, I'm here go. for my juicy endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should see um, those the sweatpants he's wearing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron looks like pink. he wants to know. Yeah, he has a little, the little pink. I want. I would love another sip of buffalo. You might grab your buffalo. You may. I've been seeing his glass has been empty for a long time. So well, that's actually that's it's funny. That's why I looked at the. It gets to be about that time. I, I know when it's time to take a break, not because I look at the screen, but because Chris is like, I need a cigarette and a drink. <laughs> about 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 twenty seven minutes. We do we do two thirty minute segments. So about twenty seven minutes, Chris is like, is it break time? Yet? Break time. Break time. So. Uh, you like ice as well? Or are you just gonna go. Um. You know, we stole some of that nice uh, no, fancy fine. fancy ice that. Uh, Fancy ice Old is nice. Brian left here last week. Wow, he's going for it. Going straight. Wow. So, Aaron, I, we, I got introduced to you uh, yes. just randomly. I yep. think I was going to see Stephanie play at Rudy's one night. And uh, she was like, oh, you need to have this guy on the show. And, uh, you know. Here I am. Here you are. And then uh, you guys ended up working together on this Christmas album a little bit, right? And, so and some duo stuff Do you want to talk well. about we the Christmas about. album first? Sure. Go for it. Okay. Um, well, I guess before we kind of, well, I need to talk about myself at some point, but talk about yourself, please. Well, let's talk, let's talk about, uh, <laughs> let's talk. Oh, thank you. Let's, um, talk about the record first, I guess. So I think, well, you came up with the idea with Ronnie at some point thank in the you. summer to start writing. Well, actually, no, this happened last year, which you played on. So I have a, I have right. a co-writer in town. Um, really only one co-writer cause I don't really work well with others. Um, and his name is Rodney Engel, and mm. we did a one-off song last year that you actually played guitar on. And I had moved into town to about, I moved into town about last September, so I'd only been here for a few months, and yeah, I was able to do that with you. Um, and you, you would track that one song kind of as like a fun mm. little holiday project. 
It was a swing and duet. You decided to come up with the. Well, at that time, I think you guys had discussed the idea of maybe making a full Jane length. So, so how started. did you guys meet up? How do you guys get? How do you guys meet? And obviously, you guys work well together. You say sometimes you don't work well with others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We work well together. I was I so I was, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Berkeley in Boston, uh, Berkeley College of Music. I finished in the spring of seventeen, um, and then in the summer, at some point, I came down here and looked at some places to live. Met somebody working at a uh, complex that was a musician just doing it as a side gig, and said, "You need to meet my friend Stephanie." Uh, she needs a guitar player, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I Facebook messaged her. Um, we didn't really connect just because we didn't really know each other. Okay, he it, says this. I do believe writing you back. He said I didn't <laughs> write you back, but I do believe that I wrote you back. Anyways, so I came... Also, in- I want to... An interjection. Well, uh, I happen to date uh, a, a, a vocalist. Why do, why do singers always need somebody? Hey, this, this person needs a... <laughs> Hey, I, hey! I know a singer who needs a guitar player. This person needs a bassist. Like, hey, always be needing shit. Like, We're very needy individuals. <laughs> we are. We are. I will. I will completely admit that. So but I we're got, fun. <laughs> so Indeed. I got into town about September, um, and she was just playing at a at a gig, and I just happened to show up. Um, and then a lot of what are now our friends were there randomly that one night, and then we've been friends ever since, and we. Um, had then worked on that Christmas record, and then um, I needed a guitar player. <laughs> so yeah. And I said, "Would you come play guitar on me? Guitar on me? Oh my God! I did not <laughs> say guitar." <laughs> and the Hello, show your buzz has started. <laughs> you play a guitar on me, baby? No, I never said that. Thank you. That guitar be... players out there, do not get excited. That will never happen. Uh, I asked, it. "Would you play guitar with me on a gig?" And we did a duo gig, and that worked out well. And yes. and I liked your solo stuff, and you liked my solo stuff. Sure. So I had a connection in Memphis, um, South Main Sounds, and every Friday night they do a, a writer's night, and it's really cool. It's right off a of Beale. It's in this old little storefront, and it's just adorable. And I wanted to go uh, play the gig and asked if you wanted to come, so we kind of did a yeah. back and forth. And I know about ten people in Memphis, and all ten came out plus nice. other people. It was, it was we had amazing. a big crowd. We had, we had a really good in a crowd. tiny room, probably the size of Rudy's. We had about a full room. Yeah, we it was really great. Did. And so they were very attentive. We've done great. some film festivals and some other things. Since so the then. Christmas record. So at that point, you had already been writing. Yeah. Um, so we've been working on this Christmas album since May. I'm kind of Christmased out yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> are these all originals? You say? Yes. Or? Well, yeah. half the record is originals. Half, okay. half of them yeah, are true. more obscure covers. Cool. And while you guys were pretty much behind the writing and production side, I was kind of more behind the scenes for most of it. You did a lot Took of Took a lot of photos, graphic photos. design work for the But you have covers. a song. You guys single? I do. So kind of along with that, while doing that, um, we had all co-wrote a uh, single for me. So my music is more nice. like a Stray Cats, Rockabilly kind of thing, but mm-hmm. it's a little more modern, a little more broad, so it's not like an old school kind of rockabilly mm-hmm. callback thing. Um, so we did kind of it like... It doesn't require you to dress no, in vintage clothes. No, although that's sometimes nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided um, to do a single. Um, so it was kind of like a... Kind of like a... Uh, uh, like a, um, it's kind of like the Chuck Berry... Chuck berry uh, kind of thing. Run Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we did something like that for a single that's... And it's a Christmas single, length, it's but fun. But it's like a Christmas, it's yeah. like a fun Christmas single. Um, 
we decided to do that and then um in this whole month we've yeah. just been pushing the record yeah so and it came out a little late because you know in all honesty as all of us independents are um, you're trying to write and record and create while you're working a day job and while you're gigging sure. and while you're doing this. So it was between my co-writer Rodney, who's also a freelance engineer. So he was doing his product or his projects, other projects. Yeah. I was gigging. I was teaching. So we really wanted this out like early November. It didn't come out till early December. Um, What's but the we name of the record? It's called "Put Me Under the Tree." I'm yours. It's called Play Guitar on Me. Hey, yeah. you know what? I'm really maybe thinking that might be a song to write this year. Play your guitar I was on actually me. about to say that. We have a good lyrical idea. We might, idea, we might have yeah. fun with that one. Yeah, so <laughs> the Put Me Under the Tree song was the swing duet from last year. And then we wrote two other swing duets. We wrote a bossa nova duet. So we've got four new original duets plus yours. Right. And then I did, um, I did three classics. Um, what are you doing New Year's Eve, which yep. is an old Ella Fitzgerald. Betsy um, Smith. And Christmas I did uh, Louis Armstrong Christmas in New Orleans, which mm -hmm. I am going to be spending Christmas in New Orleans, so I'm excited about that. And the one I'm really excited about, there's a 1920s Bessie Smith called At the Christmas Ball. And you all know my, my original stuff mm -hmm. that isn't Happy Christmas. It's a little more dark and about alcohol and bootleggers <laughs> and murder <laughs> and all that fun yeah. stuff. So um, this, this song, At the Christmas Ball, is basically about being at a ball and dancing and partying and not worrying. Like, like she has one lyric that says, if your partner don't play fair, don't worry, there's another one over there. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. this real fun kind of party song. So we did the two verses, and I hired a, a guy named Chris Walters who plays amazing piano in any genre, but he's very good at kind of stride. And I said, I want to write a third verse <clears throat> because I feel like this song of anything, even though these Christmas songs are a little happy, I feel like this song is much more me. Like, I could sing this probably all mm -hmm. year round and get away with it. Yeah. But I want to write a third verse that kind of just sums it up a little bit. And it has one word that could be deemed not very family-friendly. What did I tell you about putting the N-word in? <laughs> <laughs> you did try to tell me. I know, and now I have to sell it as a separate single. No, it's mm. not the N-word. Um, it's the A-word. Put an explicit, um, uh, explicit parental <laughs> advisory sticker. Like I was a, hoping we'd like slap a 90s CD. The whole, like, How we're doing cover, this? Yeah. It's <laughs> on the ass? album. Is this, is this it's the, it's the a a asterisk asterisk word. Yes. Are we allowed to say that on your show? You say yes. Ass. It's called yes. ass. So it's uh, the uh, the the radio edit, which does not have the extended verse, is on the album. If you want the extended verse, you'll have to buy it as a separate download because I did not okay. want the only Christmas album that had the um, sensory, sensory parental yeah, advisory yeah. thing. That might actually be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. It's funny you say that because I uh, I wrote my first sort of story song. Oh, yeah? And I rapped, you know, with the third verse wrapping everything up, and I mentioned, you know, that the two characters in this, in this song died or whatever, and I also used the word ass in it. It's so funny. It's yeah, like, it's a good word. Called restless as a fool. Oh, restless as a fool. Mm -hmm. Nice. But it's rest, wrestle ass. They wrestle, wrestle ass. ass. No, it's oh. restless. <laughs> <laughs> so and so now, so the records come out. We're now. So basically, what we're looking to do at this point is we're gonna we have four shows have coming four up. Four shows is gonna showcase that. Um, so when you guys are listening to the, this, this drops on the Friday so the twenty first. Well, it's it's so already dropped. It's on CD. No, Baby. I mean this podcast. Oh, will come out next Friday the twenty first. Oh, fabulous! So if you guys want to plug gigs, plug that weekend. Fabulous. So, sure. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. So well, we'll in have that instance, a, we'll have Rudy's Friday night. night, and we'll have Gray's and Gray's on Main and Franklin Saturday night on the twenty second. On the twenty second, and we'll have Sambuca on the twenty third. 
nice. Yeah. Nice. And then I'm done for the year. And I want to know what's been pretty crazy about this whole record is that the whole thing was made on no budget. No budget. What did you guys record at? No budget. Um, uh, at my, well, my my um, my co-writer is a freelance engineer at the Funhouse Studio on 18th. So we did a little bit there, but it yeah. was mostly done at his place. Nice. The and vocals were done at his place. He tracked everything in his place. And he's a, he, while he plays, he's he's mostly a singer, I would assume. Um, but producer, engineer, right? Everything but like he's also plays multiple horn he instruments plays, uh, and trumpet trombone this record has a lot of big band arrangements and he nice. individually tracked a lot Everybody. of wow. horns so yeah. he spent a long time yeah. doing uh, each track That's individually impressive. and it nice. sounds like a full yeah. orchestra nice. so and we cool. have we have you on live guitar we have um some live drums and yeah, i was wondering what, what the instrumentation everything was everything yeah. else yeah. is gotta have some drums in there not exactly mm. live yeah. so it's uh which i i generally being the jazz purist of the group uh, frown upon, but it was free. So, normally, so, <laughs> so would you, <laughs> you record generally? You like to record all live? I like to if I can yeah. with yeah. with the players in the room, so well, you have being that camaraderie. A, but being a podcast that is always pre-taped, we are always uh, <laughs> not uh, never not live or always not live or yeah yeah generally yeah. not live. Well, I like generally when I record, it's uh, the bass and drums. You kind of try to get them down in one track and then come back for everything yeah. else. Yeah. 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 I do like the live feel though. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You can go Especially super old school where it's like jazz if, too, if you mess up you just gotta start the whole song over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. There there is oh, no yeah. uh we'll, we'll fix it in the studio thing, yeah. you know. Oh, well yeah. when when I did my bourbon recording, a song called I'll Take Bourbon Over You, we'd been gigging that for about six months. By the time I got into the studio, we did that live all in one room together and I think we did four takes and the one that's out is the fourth Wow. Take nice. and it was there was no fixing and yeah. it, it was wonderful to kind of have that energy and to see everybody mm -hmm. and do it and you also have that little little kind of you know nauseousness in your stomach of oh my god this is live I don't want to fuck it up you know but, so well, it puts that pressure on you which yeah. you know it's surely bound to come through in the performance absolutely weren't it's the, a little the Beatles were like that didn't they record live sort of like yeah. I'm sure everyone in that time period was probably so almost well I think they kind of had to because there wasn't multi tracking sure but I mean yeah. I think they were known for like you got to think like. All, you know, some of their songs, all they were, I mean, I don't know, the Kutramar or whatever, that's the yeah. word I'm looking for, the shit, you yeah, know what I mean? All like, the extra stuff, all the yeah, arrangements. Yeah. Yeah. You had it right. And I like the mistakes. You know, I'm a big Nina Simone fan, and when mm -hmm. you listen to her piano parts and stuff, you hear a lot of wrong notes, you hear the pedal sure. creaking, you hear things. Yeah. I love that, because you feel mm -hmm. like yeah. you were there. Yeah. Versus when everything's slick and perfect yeah. and not human, I just, I don't relate to You know, that's much. a that's a big problem a lot of people have, and I think it's starting to change now, back to yeah. when people like, it's like what Nashville studio musicians got to the point where they were so good it was like a machine well and that's, and yeah absolutely absolutely and even in the jazz <laughs> world too you'll notice like some new records that come out i mean to me like a jazz record should should have a warmth to it and and, and almost like an analog feel to it and i always bring up this example because i wanted the album i wanted to really love the album but i can't is when the Tony Bennett La Lady Gaga record that came out about four years ago? It was just such a clean production, mm -hmm. and it was just way too. It's like a, a it record you get so at Starbucks or some shit. Yeah. You it know. was just so clean. Yeah, and then he came out with this new one with Diana, Diana Krall. Krall, and it's a lot more like a vintage jazz mm -hmm. record. The production I'm starting to think that Tony Bennett just wants to hang out with new hot <laughs> with singers, like, like, like hot women. girls. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, in, in why his, not, in man? You Is know, he the lone shark in the room? He's it. That's he's the guy. Good job. <laughs> he's like he walks up to he's like hey you want to play guitar on yeah. hey i'm tony bennett <laughs> you know what i want to do an album <laughs> is, uh, i love my segways 
and like like you were saying, sort of the sound of plugging in that guitar, or like when you before you go see the symphony that they're, they're warming up and that sort of wash. Yeah. Yeah. Of the before, you know, it, it, you don't hear many segues like in is in music as much uh, except for like hip hop. You hear a lot in hip hop or sort of like some R and B, but it's yeah. like, <laughs> no, it's more than that. I hear a lot. I, like I hear a lot of segues in hip hop. I, I don't pl- listen please, to a lot, but it's like Friday night while she's singing. Please be in the background, we're going like yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boom. What's the little John move? Mm. Little yeah, John? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's that's classic. That's already classic. That's now. what you should do, man. And then you bust it. I mean, little John, and. Uh, what is it, Nat King Cole? Like, not that far apart. Like, is that you, Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. There's your album for next yeah. year. You know, I, I got to say, I'm glad you mentioned Nina. She's an interesting woman. Like, I watched a documentary on her. On Netflix, uh, What Happened Miss Simone, or whatever that was. Or? Oh, I haven't seen yeah. it. I'm not sure I've seen that one, but I did. I, watched, I just watched one on YouTube or something. I don't know. Mm. Like, There's one on Netflix that's really good. I haven't seen that mm. one, but... Uh, it's interesting. Didn't she? She ended up dying in France or something? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think she moved to France during yeah. the whole civil rights period mm-hmm. because she's like, I don't want to live here. Yeah. There's no yeah. reason for me to well, be dude, here. Like when she made, you know, Mississippi Goddamn, that yeah. was like. Yeah. And then that, uh, it was so controversial. And then she kind of suffered with some, like, bipolar issues or something like that. And she had some. But, you know, there's the people that, like, don't. I hate to say it because I don't, I don't want to make light of mental, uh, you know, mental health issues, but those people that have some kind of mental health issue usually are the most creative and passionate mm-hmm. people about what they're passionate about. Sure. They might only be passionate about that one thing, but sure. when it comes to that one thing, yeah. it's like they are the only thing. It's, it's like an autistic person who's like really good at math or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Or sure. I found it interesting that she really wanted to be a classical pianist, you know, yeah. and then they told her she wasn't good enough, but she was an amazing jazz pianist, but I mean, classical as well, but, you know, I'm sure in her mind, constantly battling, you know, sure. So. Yeah, when she brings so many of those elements, the classical elements, to her her live set, mm-hmm. she'll just break into something. I want to learn how that. to play keys so bad. Oh. Like I just wrote a a, a a song not too long ago that was kind of like a uh, like a like a, a, a had a very three quarter time triplet kind of feel to it. Yeah, and I was like, man, this would be so much better because I, I play guitar, but this would be yeah. so much better if I knew keys and I can do the whole boom 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 boom. And I was oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. and I, it would be so awesome, but I don't know how to play keys. So I was mm. like, I, I kind of want to learn how to play keys just so I can play along with the song that I wrote. So Aaron, I was going to ask, how yeah. well do you guys, you guys sing together well? You do a lot of duets, like. Well, mm. as I said, I'm not really a, <laughs> I don't really play well with others. So um, you play really well for me. I don't think we've ever had. But a you're, are you a singer as well? Yeah, I he's am. a great singer. So yeah. Yeah. he's actually the reason why we're doing the show. Well, yeah. just, <laughs> just, just say, I, honestly, well, I'm not for me. Obviously, I've seen her sing several times. Like when we come back I'm in the second familiar. segment, we have to actually talk about our guest. Stephanie well, will be taped up in the corner. No, 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 no. This <laughs> is great. Mm, mm, but yeah. So like, I guess you went to Berkeley. Did you? Yes. Um, I went to Berkeley for guitar. I was always a guitar player. Um, I did a lot of jazz there, which I do when most of Stephanie's sets we. When, when we're gigging together um, in town, we're doing um, a lot of jazz, including those sets. And then when we're out of town doing more duo stuff, we're doing original music, pretty much only uh, showcase-style stuff. So I got to town <clears throat> about last September. I decided I kind of want to get back more into the rock thing like I always did. And about December of last year, um, I saw 
Brian Setzer Orchestra as like a last second impulse purchase at the Ryman, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is nice. this is this is how I blend jazz with kind of my rock roots, and this is what I want to do. So we, I hired a few guys, um, and we went into uh, the studio in December and tracked a little, a couple of demos on tape, um, and then eventually converted that into an EP, which is called sex jive rock and roll which is obviously a play on mm-hmm. like sex drugs rock and roll yeah um it was a little four track um ep that we uh, eventually did that was released in the summer and now we're in the studio um well we were able to get the title track on lightning 100 which was cool nice. um and we we did a few uh, we did whiskey jam showcase which was odd considering that everything else is country so they're like what the fuck is this going <laughs> on? Like, how uh <laughs> crazy has whiskey jam got like I don't know, how long have you been in town i've been in town a year okay a year so a half, year and a half almost like uh i mean stephanie you probably wouldn't have had any reason to go to whiskey jam in the past yeah. but chris you know just from hanging just from being a, a just from living here mm-hmm. how whiskey jam started out as like a writer's night like a writer's yeah. round yeah like at, at winners and it was a couple of guys. I, I forget the dude's name. I think it's Will Hogue or whatever his name was. Yeah. Oh, Will yeah. Hogue, or, or, yeah. jo- or Josh Hogue. Well, I think the brothers. Will. And yeah. uh, and they started off, uh, and they and it now it's become, you know, they, they have a total shit show. They have the support <laughs> of you know like uh, of Irv and Steve and all the guys that winners and losers and all that stuff. And they grew it into something that's now like you know they got merch. They got like they they, oh, wow. they go across the country. They do stuff in like yeah. on the West Coast now. They will catch a lot of country acts. Yeah, they've merch, become yeah. like a, a a venue almost like yeah. in their own. And it's cool to see that happen. Mm. Like we got to, we got to watch that become yeah, something. Sure, right. it's a great. I mean, it's an experience. I mean, we played on, and they have now. It used to be once a week. They now added a second night. So I think it was always on a. It, they're Monday and Thursdays. I don't remember what the original night it, was. I think it was a Monday. So now they added a Thursday, which I had played, and we were first. And even being first, I mean, the room was packed. Yeah. I mean, it had to be a couple yeah. hundred people. It was like ridiculous. And granted, you know, everybody's a little loose having fun and whatnot but they're very like they're into it which is cool so it's a it's a cool environment um so we were able to do that in the summer after we did the lighting 100 uh we, we were able to get our song on lighting 100 and now we are back in the studio we just cut um on tape entirely a new single that we're gonna try and get some pr for and put out at some point probably in february or and march hey we do you have a band uh, my band yeah it's we we always have like a power trio so it's uh-huh. just it's 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 i play gretsch guitar um it's kind of like a rockabilly setup but the music's a little uh-huh. bit more broad so it's gretsch guitar uh, upright bass and drum what's, what's me and chris always have a power bottom we switch back and forth so the name of the project is actually just okay. my it's my it's me self-titled so it's aaron lasar okay, so it's a solo you. project you gotta give your band a name <laughs> give them something to live for. no man name your band your name that bring it back old school <laughs> bring it back old school it should be aaron lasar in fact i toyed with the idea of naming the podcast you know just tony and chris talk shit <laughs> No. There's Tony, a ring no, to no, that. He, what he's I trying like to say, it. Tony and the Man from Tarno. No, <laughs> dude, I, no, I, I like the idea. No, that, that was stupid. Don't, don't even laugh at that. But I do like, <laughs> but I do like, I, no, I, my joke was stupid. My, his joke was funny. My joke was stupid. But I, 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 I do like the idea of uh, naming your band after yourself. Like, let's bring that back. Like, like, let's bring back like the '50s style of being like, you know, like Aaron and the, Chris and the like, sacks. But you know, people get confused because they'll ask me a lot. Well, well, what's your band name? Well, Stephanie Adlington, and they look at me like. What? Yeah, but what's your band name? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that's that is my. Can I say name. as a musician, <laughs> the guys want a name. Give them something, you know. Yeah. Like this, because there's also like something you can spin off of. You know what I mean? Like. Sure. 
you know because imagine if like you gave a particular group of guys a name you could separate it. You could have Stephanie Addington. Then you can also have Stephanie yeah, Addington and the... Yeah. And also you, the name of the band. Give them more influence. The on band the, could be rotating, know, like, like yeah. Jimmy yeah. Buffett and the Coral Reefers. The Coral Reefers <clears throat> change all the time. It yeah. just it depends on who you yeah. have in the band. Yeah. So you, well, unfortunately, I just my drummer is moving out of town to Seattle, too, so we're in a little bit of a transition time. Dude, Nashville so is such a anybody's a drummer out there? Yeah. Anyone? Place? Drummer? Drummer? It's just such a... It's such a Look at Stephanie always needing vocals. <laughs> just needs. I'll be the vocalist. Can, can I get more of me in yeah. the mic? There's a lot of folks moving here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear. <laughs> can we just mute everyone else? This is now the Stephanie Havington I'm podcast. I'm gonna change my <laughs> headphones around. Thank you. Yeah. Messing up my hair. Also, can we talk about the uh, while we're while we're uh, making fun of music business? Can we talk about um, you engineers out there? You don't need a fucking board that big. That board is way too. There's you don't even, you don't know what half those controls do. I bet you. I bet you right now you don't know what half those. But if I point at a random button on there, you don't know what the hell it does. It's not even hooked up. I thought it's men like, thought bigger was better. You know. All you know how time. sometimes Isn't like that a man uh, thing. I've actually heard this at other podcasts that talk that. about like a lot of hotel, a lot of like um uh, elevators, oh, like the, the door close buttons. Don't, aren't actually hooked up. They're oh just, yeah, they're yeah. just there. And same thing with like walking lights on like street yeah. lights. They're hooked up to the, the the button is there, but they're not hooked up. They're hooked up to the lights. Right. So I feel like all you engineers out there, like those buttons aren't even hooked up. <laughs> like all those levels you're met. So that's, you call them out. You're like, well, what does that one do? And he just looks at you and goes, all right, you want like, that strip of tape? <laughs> do you, that strip of tape do you want like half a day, right? Like, what do you want? <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, it's like when you walk in the cockpit and you're like, there's all these like there's lights going off. Like if you're like, like if you're in a sci-fi movie and you look at the Millennium Falcon. You're like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're like, you're like, you don't. This stuff doesn't do anything. It's, it's like, on it's, and it's, it's off. Just, it's, it's a show prop. If you walk into a studio, come on, and this guy, If this guy has a six foot board, it's a show prop. Like it's like, come on, dude. Like you're not. First of all, you can't reach that control. You're like you're way over here. Like that's why you have a chair on wheels, brother. Oh right, <laughs> right. And then, and then you see the guy. He's got this giant board that costs like thousands of dollars. And as soon as you start oh. singing, he pushes the button. He turns around and starts talking to his friends. <laughs> Like, you're not even looking at the fucking And the board. whole time he's like, this person sucks. <laughs> God, let's hope not. <laughs> you know, with all those buttons, I mean, not like Stephanie would need it, or uh, I haven't heard you sing, but I'm, sure. uh, you know, like, we got like like Faith in there, and like, you guys are all incredible singers, but they're a, but I imagine as a working engineer or a working producer, you got like to do demos for somebody mm-hmm. once in a while where you're like... Oh, there are not enough buttons on this board <laughs> to make no, this. Can I, can I they, got the, they, got the talk there, bo- they got the talk box on, and they're like, "Yeah, we cannot. You can only polish the turd so much." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I want to say though, some of those boards do make a difference. Though. There's a reason why there's boards that cost half a million dollars. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's for a reason. It's the same guy that buys the half a million dollar no, uh, but there's truck. You're like, yeah, it's it's a it's a, it does the same exact thing that my. Thirty thousand dollar truck does, yeah, but, but this one's got you know, there's on it. vintage boards that'll cost you half a million, and they will take these boards from the seventies because they they yeah. work they produce such a sound that like you know they'll move. I mean, it's like there there's I'm working dude, there's like the studio not, I'm at, that total bullshit. The studio I'm, I'm at, at the, yeah the studio I'm at at the moment we've um since considering we're doing everything the tape we we have a lot of really good gear that we're actually using right now are you at 1979 i'm not um i just got to record there but sorry I'm doing no work. yeah you're good humble brag chris I, I didn't end up using that studio <laughs> another, another tape board though another yeah. tape spot sure I, I said that i was considering that room the only reason i ended up not going that route was just considering the, the size of of the group and all of it together um we'd gotten a better deal at a home studio to where he, he has a he has a i mean he has a gorgeous 32 track Neve board or like nice. a 36 track Neve board that was signed by the guy that 
created that company yeah. and yeah. and he's got um he's got an analog slapback delay and 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 a lot of great equipment and it's just perfect for what we're doing right now and um it's it's worked out well to where we're going to be able to capture kind of that vintage tone in, in the recording itself um while adding in some some modern production so for the new single we're going to add in some very very minimal sampling and that'll probably just be like the song's called throwback kind of woman so we're going to probably add in like a sample of like a marilyn, marilyn monroe interview Did you say a throwback kind of woman yeah nice. yeah so we're gonna throw um probably like right. a marilyn monroe sample in the beginning and then songs and kick in and we're gonna have some of that cool. kind of stuff going on you know, and all that. because like i know you guys generally work in a more vintage-esque sort of sound sure. you know um it kind of makes a difference when you're working in tape right oh, it's yeah. like an instrument itself a lot know? of people yeah. try to make the case that it's a placebo thing but i think that's no no it's bullshit. not no. It's yeah. totally well, and that's not. why it's definitely feel the warmth yeah. in it in yeah, it. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. if you if you have a, a modern big band recording versus say a count basie or right. a glenn miller or right. something and now, and I know if you want to think of the aesthetics of the time, a lot of those players were in the same room gigging together all the time. Yeah. It was a live feel, it was a camaraderie thing, it was a social thing, it was all that. Whereas today, a lot of big bands, you just kind of come together and, and do it, and then you leave. You're, you're a hired gun. So there is a difference within that, but there's also a difference in the studio equipment because you get back into that live room sound versus everything again, Pro Tools and slick and polished yeah, and yeah. like a, a live big band modern recording in my opinion just doesn't even i don't even want to hear it yeah you know there's this there's something about that sound and yeah. i think again it's that time period and and it could be if you're not versed in that then maybe you don't know that could be a placebo thing you know for somebody else but if you sure. are versed in that it's very difficult to take right. that away yeah you yeah. know i don't think any modern artist has been better at capturing um a vintage sound in a, in a mainstream sense more than leon bridges his first record okay it's if you listen to his first record, um, he has a song coming home. And it's probably about four or five years old now. And, and his first record, he he purposely wanted it to be everything's black and white. He wanted it to be. Um, I mean, it sounds like the song sounds like it's from the '60s. If you never like saw the title or uh, like a cover art or anything, you'd be like, this song is 50 years old. And he wanted it to be a callback to a lot of those black singers from the time. And and now his second record is more of like a 90s R&B influence, but it's still recorded kind of like a vintage record. Yeah. Um, but the writing is more like a 90s R&B kind of thing. Um, but to me, he's been really on top of the, the specific gear he uses and the production techniques and, and um, just capturing that vibe. And I don't think anybody's probably been better at it than, than he's been. For sure. Dude, that having that, like you said, the gear and stuff, that makes such a difference. Oh, yeah. And it, again, even even people that don't think they know <coughs> the difference, if you show them something back to back, they would. They, they there's an emotion that your brain feels, like yeah. even, even subconsciously, when you hear something that strikes a chord with you that's from a certain era or from a certain oh, yeah. time. Yeah. And you, you, you understand it, even though you don't know you understand it. You, f- you feel something. You, it's like when you walk into a room and you smell something that reminds you of your childhood. Like and you I don't know why it does, yeah. but it but it does. And it's like when you hear a sound of a record that reminds you of a record that maybe you heard when you were growing up or like on your grandpa's player or something like yeah. that. And th- those of us that are into vintage sound, yeah. I mean, everybody in this room is a, is a musician, musician in some sense, you know, and, you know, we all like the, the cool old school sound. So, yeah. like, a- anytime you yeah. hear it, it's like, oh, well, there's yeah, a this warmth. And we live no, in a there's a yeah. there's a realness that I feel mm-hmm. like we miss today because again everything today is about perfection yeah. and music isn't about perfection. 
You know what? Can I add to that? I was having a conversation with someone about TV. I was like, man, this HD shit, it's too fucking clear. Have you guys noticed this? Like, if you're watching a television or something on HD, it almost seems fake. And, like, there's, like, a a slight bit of almost a tracer when people walk across. It's like, it drives me nuts. Like, I want to see... I wanna, you like, want a little bit of that? Yeah, I need to see. Like, I prefer. Like, I hate to say, it, I prefer non, like non HD TV yeah. because it, it, it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, like, see that that. I, this is where me and you. Movies are different <laughs> though. This is where me and you park our cars in different garages. <laughs> because I want my TV to like jump out of me. Like I want. I'm like, like fucking. I'm like. I like my music so old school. I want my TV to be like. Like it's if like I watch, damn view if I go to someone's slide, house, you know, if I'm watching so football now at someone else's house and they don't have HD, I'm like, I have this, this hurts my eyes. <laughs> I have to like, agree. See, with you. Yeah. well, I watch my movies in HD. I mean, I have Netflix and I have HD TV or whatever. But I've been saying, but by TV, I just it's weird. Yeah, yeah shows is what it is. I don't even have HD. Yeah, I I, see, I, I can come over. All and I know watch is TV I was watching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was watching Mowgli on Netflix a couple nights ago. Me and Faith were watching Mowgli, the 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 live action. Yeah, uh, Jungle Book story. Oh yeah, dude, and I tell you what, Bagura and Baloo, mm-hmm. it's gotta be HD, man. Like even with the, uh, like it's so good. Did you feel like they were sitting it's next just, to you? Was uh, it like they were just there? Dude, it was awesome. We were sitting there. We, I think we were drinking some. Uh, the, like you know what it was? I, we, it was it was the Sunday in HD. It was Animals the, look great in HD. <laughs> <laughs> Everything looks great in HD except uh, people, man. I don't want to see your pores. I'm just yeah, saying, like, yeah. Oh no, no, definitely. Yeah, no. Know, the I'm news. Do not watch the news in HD. Pores. No, yeah. Don't watch the news in HD. All the makeup in the world. No. Sorry, I mean my pores. Like we all, you can see my pores. I'm just saying, man. Like see it on TV. It's like whoa. You know, it's going back to the topic on on on. We've been talking a lot about kind of vintage stuff. I feel like we live in a weird era right now where I don't know if it's people don't really dig what's going on or there's really nothing that's come along that's been innovative in terms of music or 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 entertainment in the last 10 years or so but people are really attracted towards turning the clock back right now mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's happened because people are prior. scared of the fucking future because it is scary but and we're, and i just feel scary like right now right and 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 a lot of people though i don't know if i i feel like music now at this point in time it, it's like we've kind of figured out what works and we're not really progressing. Dude, yeah. I have been saying for a while now, I think we, everybody says that their generation always has the best music, right? But mm-hmm. now, like people my daughter's age, which is you, are are, are, uh, are listening to the music that I grew up listening to. So this yeah. is gives me fir- hope. So this is, really this true, is the first yeah. generation whose kids are actually listening to their music. Yeah. Like, is it? Are we the only generation that was right? Is our music actually the best? Right. Like, <laughs> well, and it's funny because you know we've spent a lot of time. I have a big vinyl collection, and we've spent a lot of time listening to records a lot. And and it's like I feel like maybe this is where it's going to go back to mm-hmm. now. It's, yeah. It is that vinyl. It is that warmth. It is that old school. It's what we're listening to right now. It's yep. it's real musicians mm-hmm. doing playing real instruments well, just look at how many live. places you can go to and get vinyl now like it's become yeah. such like a swap meet style yeah. thing like it, and it, and it's not just Nashville like you would expect it in Nashville the music scene all that sure. but i go down to florida uh, a couple of uh, what was it uh, last year for my daughter's birthday i went down there we went to like you know we were at this this little this little bar just little cafe just, and yeah. they had it just happened to be record night there was somebody there like spinning records and selling records and i found a cool like a bunch of like old school jimmy buffets and stuff yeah. like on record and and it's like man this is 
Like, it's not just Nashville. Like, yeah. I, I thought maybe it was just because we're Music City. But no, like, the whole, like, there's something in the zeitgeist right now that's, yeah. like, bringing back, like you just said, yeah. like, the, the mm-hmm. old school feel of things. I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like if, if you know, there, you're always going to have your people that are into whatever comes out because it's popular. But I feel like there's a lot of people in younger generations right now that are turning on the radio and they're like, you know what? This kind of sucks. And they're just I like, totally this agree. really blows. Yeah. I totally agree. Have you noticed, like, let, let's say from 20s all the way to sort of, well, shit, the 90s, everyone was trying to progress and music was pushed somewhere. Yeah. Music really hasn't been pushed no. anywhere. In, it's, you it's, know. it's actually oversimplified. And I think um, I've noticed that if I've always been the kind of person growing up that has listened to a lot of prior music. Like if you ask me, like I'll talk to a lot of people my age that were like, you remember this band from like 2002 <clears throat> to like 2010? And I'm like. No, because I wasn't listening to that music because I didn't really dig it back then. And I feel like at some point throughout my childhood growing up, there was this really crazy oversimplification of music to the point where people, it, it, it really made that like transition from the production supports the writing to where like we're going to write a basic song and then like the production's a focal point. Well, oh, see, yeah. the machine broke down, right? So the yeah. machine has changed. The machine's broken. Yeah. And now everyone's created their own little sort of monster. Look, there's a reason. Weapon right. machine. But the what? 90s and er- the mid-2000s, early 2000s was sort of when record right. companies broke. You know what right. I mean? Like, we, for, for a good, I mean, for the better. There's what we call opinion, the gatekeepers. The, the, well, there is a yeah, reason why there's a giant label in town called Big Machine Records. <laughs> uh, that's exactly, they knew what they were doing when they named it that. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is the machine, much you know, the, the, the machine. The machine mm-hmm. The, the machine eventually breaks down. You need people to run the machine. Yeah. And when the machine is running and there's no people to, uh, you know, like, it's like, uh, what is it, the big, the Hoover Dam. Like, the Hoover Dam, like, if, as long as water runs, it will support power forever. But the minute that nature stops and water stops running, it, it shuts down. Like, it oh needs, you need don't something organic. On, don't give me on Hoover Dam. And here's, so <laughs> here's the other like thing, no too. water in Lake Mead. And you can start a label and name yourself Big Machine, but at the end of the day, it's like, you can say, you know, that we're we're gonna represent you know what's the correct way and whatnot but at the end of the day if you're not selling records and making money selling records you're not going to take a risk on something that's new and unique because you need to sell in some way whether it's merch tours 360 deals whatever and you're just going to go with the next bro country guy that's goes to the gym more than he plays his guitar and because he's going to sell tickets guaranteed he might suck and be gone in six months, but you don't care because Look, you're gonna get those are one back. in a million. What if you play the, the guitar at the gym when you're <laughs> on me, on the gym, <laughs> on you, play guitar like a naked cowboy? That sounds like a new country song. <laughs> naked businessman. That sounds yes. like a broke country song. Oh, how about know. that? How about naked businessman versus naked cowboy? Are you listening, Death Luke Mac. Bryan? Are you listening? Mm-hmm. Luke, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan versus Blake Shelton. <laughs> on a serious oh, note, though, what you were saying. It's like music now. Okay, it's not for the weary-hearted anymore. So back no. in the back in the day, you could be this this phenomenal talent, and you could just it, like you, almost like you could expect it to come to you, right? But nowadays, it's it's, it's like a business. Like yes. you are seriously working. Like you're you're an independent contractor. Yes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. No one did that. No one made their own. Back in the day, no one was thinking about. Yeah. They just oh, I got a record contract. That's it. And nowadays, it's like, no, that's not at all it. You yeah, don't even yeah. need a record yeah. contract to be right. successful well, in the music the, business. Yeah. The, it's like it's, there was a false sense of like the record deal was the goal. Rather than actually making a business a, art, this is or, business. A, or even whether it's business or like whatever your goal, whatever your motivation is, it, whether it's business or it's art, it, it, it became neither one of those anymore. We, getting the deal 
like so like somehow you thought like it was winning the lottery like it was a, like right. getting a deal became the goal right. yeah well, well i've got what, someone for that i've got someone for that yeah. you know no right. like what happened you're to the goal yeah. you're right. ordering those t-shirts right. you're ordering well that's whatever. why this christmas album came out a month later than we wanted because we were doing everything and mm-hmm. you have to do even the administrative right. work which yeah. literally putting everything up on cd baby took how many days i mean it was just like another question mm-hmm. oh my god i mean it was just like mm-hmm. so right. much that you had yeah. to do that you know if you and, had a label and there's whatever, very you're doing it for you yeah yeah. And there's very few yourself. there's very few acts I've seen that have done it on on a massive scale. Like Macklemore the rapper has never been signed and he's refused it. And this indie band Dispatch that um, Oh Dispatch. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a, yeah. an engineer I knew back home, uh has always engineered their stuff, um back up in Massachusetts and um you know, they were the, they're the only indie band to ever sell out Madison Square Garden for three straight nights. And it's just, to me, I feel, I've always, I've, the last few years I've thought about this and I feel this way. Anybody that was like in their 20s from like 99 to like 2005, like I feel for you so hard because those are the people that were like trying to grow at that point and like trying to get the deal when mm-hmm. nobody knew what was going on. You're talking to them. Like, I feel for you. Like that, that is like the hardest point in my opinion because streaming then like came right after and everybody's like well what the hell is this now and it's like there was no questions answered and now it's like okay well we kind of have an answer but the answer is not what anybody wants it's like well i guess you just have to do it all yourself and the thing that's so unfortunate now is some of it so much of it is this pay to play thing now where it's like well, you got to drop twenty grand to have PR to where you'll even get like yeah. sniff to go yeah. get and, a book. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Here's that's the not thing: my world, what, so. what I've always been saying, and I, you know, whatever. If, if your dream is to be famous or dream to get recognition, whatever, that's that's you know, there's there's. It's like going to college. Like, uh, if you want a job, if your end game is a job that requires college, go to college. Yeah. If your end game is not a job that requires college, don't waste your fucking money. Right. And if so, if right. if your end game is being famous. Then you know, play the game and do that. But right. if your end game is making a living off of doing music, yeah. you don't. Ne- you can just yeah. do local gigs and make. You can be a. You can be. You can make a good living off playing right. music. Oh my god! If, if I could make what I make doing my job to do me, I would totally switch. I would totally. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Now, now <laughs> we can't do that um, because we live in Nashville and nobody pays you here. Right. But I mean, right. in, uh, in other places, you can actually make totally money being it. an entertainer. And just if, if you're not worried about being famous, if you just want to be an entertainer right. in a in a in another city. You know, I mean, we, I, I know guys in Orlando that are just playing bars, and that's what they do, and they're perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Sure. And they make as much money as any middle class family just playing. Just that, that that just happens to be their job. Yeah. Now they they have no they they know they're not going to be a household name or get famous, right. but they get to do. But they're working. They get to do what they want right. every day, and it's right. it's, a, it's a job. Well, right. I'll tell you, I was just having this conversation um, a week ago with my like my, my co-writer Rodney, and I had just done a we we did a a duo gig it was a Christmas gig and it was one of those where you know and I was very grateful for the gig and it was a really swanky place and you're there and people are coming in and they kind of look at you and smile and they go and they're talking and they're mingling and you know you're standing in right. the corner doing your thing and no one gives a fuck you know and it's this type of thing and, and I'm realizing halfway through it's like I am a working musician there is nothing glam about this right now Yeah. I am here I turned up I'm, I'm doing right. my job I'll get paid I will go home that's what it is and there it's is nothing else out of that it's incredible you know? to see the misconception that people have about us yeah like people that work the nine to five that have never like that know nothing about the music industry will be like wow like your life must be so amazing and blah 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 and you're like really (laughs) are you fucking kidding me like really third job today (laughs) i tell you what when me and chris walk down to melrose billiards for half price wednesdays and get our two dollar course banquet people are always like 
oh my god, you guys are on a podcast. That's so incredible. And like, no, you yeah. don't understand. It's like, not that. Yeah. It's not that glamorous. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, it is. There is something about you guys must have this. That 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 line again between being this famous musician that we've all grown up seeing, and then the working musician that we all are yeah <laughs> but you know what makes oh, yeah. a difference what really makes a difference is that musician that's watching you out there that's like blown away and yeah they come up to you after the show well you know yeah. the, re- you the know, difference they is to you and they and know I... they know how good you are yeah you know your average nine to five fucking goat, they don't know they're just sheep the sheep they're exactly. out there they don't know no and i hate to call people sheep but right if you're not a musician if you're not you, you're you know what i mean yeah. Like, yeah you don't know the difference you don't know and those that know and they come if you don't short, know, now helps. you know. Actually, but, but, <laughs> but I can truth though. It I is. can speak of you this I, uh, firsthand from uh, actually secondhand because I uh, never worked as a musician. But I can say that like you know my best friend and my girlfriend are both musicians, so I can see you know Chris is you know there's plenty of times where he has the opportunity to go do something. But he's like, no, I got band practice tonight or something like that. Or you know, or with Faith um, putting together like a release. When you don't have a label behind you, yeah. Yeah. releasing mm-hmm. your own shit is oh, fucking yes. hard. Did he yeah. yeah. we went through like, it's, it's, Oh my god, yeah. it's just it's question hurt. after question. It's like yeah. I just want to put this out. Do you need blood? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you want my exactly. firstborn? What do you need? Yeah, <laughs> I mean really there have there have been weeks where I haven't seen Faith for days because she's in in like you know business mode and it's like putting shit out, band practice, and then you know releasing stuff and like yeah. setting things up with like you know uh, emailing back and forth to like the, you know your third party distributors and all that. Yeah. And all, it's like. Jesus Christ, dude. It's you, and you said everything. it earlier, and you were absolutely right. It's, it's, the model has evolved from where it is, it has been just focus on yourself to the point where you get the deal and then just worry about you to where now it's like you really have to understand how to run yourself as a business. Mm-hmm. You have to understand how to be a business, uh, you, you understand how to, you need to understand how to turn on the business brain. When you're sending emails and communicating with different people, and then at the same time, you need to know how to market yourself, and you need to understand all those aspects. You know, and a lot of the musicians in town, especially the jazz uh, community, um, just because it's a smaller market in town, struggle because a lot of these people are like, "Well, I just want to play. That's what I do." That's me. And then it's like, "But no, you really like you have to be on your social media twenty four seven. You have to be sending emails twenty four seven. You have to be doing all this because nobody else is." Does that does that Doing influence it. music? Does it influence music? It does does the fact that you have to be a businessman or woman influence? It your makes music? me a bit bitchy, which makes my music a bit bitchy. I think but it that actually makes you. It makes right. you. <laughs> okay. I've heard my that's lyrics. That's that's, no, that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> you know? That's the reason right why out, all her songs know? are about, about bourbon murder. and murder. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's how I feel about 23 hours out of the day. I know when I heard that she put a Christmas album out, I was like, I mean, this what? is awesome because I, I've, I've always said that I like to hear my friends put out like songs that you know tr- traditional songs. But at, at the same time, I'm like, how much murder Santa is has on a gun. this Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> that much? sounds like a great song. I want to hear. I love horror movies, so you know what? How like, many? Has a how many people got ran over great. by this this reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Rudolph. <laughs> oh my Sorry, gosh! But it is. But it's it's really true. You do have to, and and I struggle with that because I don't want to do. It. I hate social media. Mm. I literally right hate social media. You. But a lot of people say, "Oh, I see you do so. this and this and this and this and this." Because the only thing I post about are, if if I didn't have to post gigs mm-hmm. or or things coming up yeah. or trying to promote this, I don't think I'd even be on. I was it. like, what would you guys? What would you post if so, you weren't posting? Or or, or cat pictures or dog pictures. <laughs> that's <about laughs> that's it. like. <laughs> A dog, I just want to post a corgi <laughs> photo, man. A corgi, I don't want to have to promote. <laughs> no doubt. So, 
since we've kind of been working more in the summer, I've been taking more of the role in helping Stephanie out oh with God. a lot of social media stuff. And, you, you know, it's crazy. I, I've even I, – a Berkeley student that I, I went to school with ended up making this, this platform, um, like instructional platform on social media and like the inner workings of how that works. And you'll notice like if you're in the music business and you see a lot of music pages, it's – the thing that makes me the most mad is like these labels sometimes too. They're like, well, we can't talk to you until we see social media numbers. And so much of it is so, so fabricated. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you'll see like, play, like you were saying, yeah. Is that what it is? And yeah. you'll, and you'll just look and see okay like numbers. Yeah. You'll look and see like on there, or they'll run like this automation stuff to the point where it's like, it's so excessive. It's so forced. And it's like, it's just gotten to the point where it's like, what are we even doing? It's like we're not gaining gen, like like actual genuine, genuine people yeah. that Dude, care people about want what we're things doing. That are, okay, so there's a I, I learned this from a podcast I listened to down in Orlando. They kind of gave me uh, the idea for like for like uh, guerrilla marketing sort of like you and and we're, me and Chris are still very new at it, you know. But but uh, the like with the podcast though, uh, we, you know, we had made a uh, Ozzy's a friend of ours. Made a um, came on as a sponsor last year, and I just happened to. Uh, an opportunity popped up last year during uh, Steeplechase where I was able to hook up our friend Darren with our friend Ozzy and get Mayday and and Principal Cigars to like kind of sponsor each other for the for the event. And you know maybe it's a little bit of selfishness because I want my favorite beer in my venue. But mm. I went so I, I, so I'm hanging out at uh, Priming Cigar Lounge all the time and and uh, you know you can anybody can say hey uh, you know uh, sponsor us for the show and and uh, Ozzy actually offered us. Uh, um, this is a little inside baseball, but Ozzy offered us a, a monetary sponsorship, and I was like, "No, we uh, like we. I don't think that would pay off for you just yet. Just how about you just support the beer for the show, and we'll call it even." But uh, we, I had gave it gave him a a, a, sh- a shout out to uh, the guys that run Primings, and they got a keg of his beer in there, and now they it's sold out like that. And now they can't keep the beer in stocks. Mayday sells out. It's like one of the fastest selling beers at Primings. And they keep telling me every time they run out, I'm like, hey man, you guys get get some more of that Mayday here. They're like, oh man, we can't keep it in here. They they That's sell through. That's great. Food. So mm-hmm. that to me, that it's way better than putting a name out there and saying, hey guys, it's like some random number come advertise this that some advertising that sure. you don't know that you don't know is going sure. to to kind of tie it back to what you were saying. Some advertising that you don't know is going to work. Like just a bunch of numbers and random stuff, uh, radio play or whatever. Like yeah. you, that, you have no advice. But if you can say to somebody, "Hey, you put your product here, and I can prove to you, I can go get it." Yeah. Like so, like if so, if we tell our friends to go order Mayday beer, and they go order Mayday beer and sell the place out. Like just a couple of weeks ago, we had Charles the Atlantic in there. The next day, I went in, and they were like, "Yeah, man, the, uh, after you left, they drank us all out of Mayday. They finished <laughs> yeah. it off." Yeah. So it was like. If, so that they love now they love yeah. it, man. I like now I can too, go man. I can go back to Ozzy like now and I can say sure. you know what I'm not giving you bullshit I can prove to you that there's we sell out kegs when you know if you spunk so it's like it's kind of what you were saying man like people want proof now they don't want just like random numbers that they yeah, yeah. It, we're well, in the era now where you well, have to show well I hope we get yes. there because that, that's what I, I can't stand it when I look at an artist page and they have 20,000 20, followers no you don't well here's all the other boss. thing too and the, and the thing you have to look out for too is when you're a musician and you study these pages, you can look and see. So typical in my, from what I've seen from experience, typical Instagram like ratio percentage between the amount of likes you see on a photo 
and the amount of followers you have. So like somebody might have 20,000 followers, but if they're only getting like 100 likes, you're like, well, that seems kind of odd mm-hmm. because they should really be getting like 1,000 to well, 2,000 likes. you look at interaction too. Like if you see right. somebody, if you've got 1,000 or you know 20,000 likes on your page, but nobody's like responding to your posts. You're like, li- yeah. Right. Like you, get, there needs to be some kind you of. You know something funky's yeah. going right. on. Right. You look like an idiot. But the, going back to what you said about Mayday and, and your your um your favorite uh, place to go to, having these independents around where we can connect people together is yeah. amazing, because we're all independent within that. You know, and, and that's and one thing I'm loving about the craft beer movement coming up now. But we talk about this all the time, being stout drinkers. You know, we oh, yeah. the mantra and the 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 blacks. Um, What's our favorite? Oh, stout? my favorite stout at the moment, and we are big stout. Stout and porter, we like dark beer. Yeah. But I will say, my favorite blonde, and I'm not saying this as a plug, my favorite blonde beer is Mayday Blonde Beer. Nice. It nice. is. Um, I'm not a big light beer drinker, mm. but I will say my um my favorite stout is Blackstone Mocha, Mocha Stout, mm, okay. which I can't find anywhere which except we've had five, five points, points and on Charlotte is the only place I've found it. We'll go in just to drink the beer, well, but it's incredible. Right now, Jared busted a stout. Jared busted a coffee stout. We did a coffee stout in oh collaboration with Mayday uh, a couple of months back. I want to try it then. And it's going to be all about it. We, uh, so they got a bunch of stuff out now. Dude, uh, this is the time of year. I'm, I'm with you guys. And uh, Faith is also a big stout and porter drinker. Mm. And so we... This time of year is the best for that. Like my beer seasons, like I love the light beers in the summertime. Don't get me wrong, I'll sure. drink, I'll pretty much drink anything. But this time, like when Halloween starts and they have like all the like the Marzins and yeah. through the Oktoberfest, and then going into like the sweet summer, like the, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, like the sweet winter stouts and all that stuff. Okay, like, I just tried this. This what is this called? Mayday Blonde. Mm. Oh my God. Did that's, you like one? They sell this at Rudy's. Rudy's Jazz. They sell this at Rudy's. Eight oh nine Gleaves. Because I'm always drinking bourbon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's really. This is the yeah, only really beer good. at Rudy's Jazz Room I will Maybe drink. Maybe next. Maybe next. Yeah. That's Mayday, really Mayday good. Blonde. So as we round this out, because we've gone, uh, this has been such a great conversation. We've gone our hour already, but let's. Uh, I want to make. Has it been an hour? Yeah. That's insane. Okay. So, I want to. Hour fifteen. Yeah. We're having so much fun. We We're actually have we, we have a couple show tonight. <laughs> we have a couple of more things to hit, but before we wrap up, I do want to because Stephanie, you got to do something cool really uh, recently about your bourbon tour. Thing. Oh yeah, so I was um, I was contacted through whiskey reviewer uh, Richard Thomas, uh, who's the editor, and back last spring, and he said I like to because I I guess my reputation as a bourbon um, alcoholic has progressed because this is now in the state of Kentucky and I live in Tennessee so it's 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 very exciting she's actually starting it's very exciting if you're you're going by her song lyrics do not drink anything she pours (laughs) (laughs) she's starting an AA uh, she's starting an AA tour next summer AA tour of loveliness (laughs) is what we're doing Um, so I I was contacted and he said I I, in my in my magazine I like to interview artists that drink bourbon and I said, I'm all about it. I would love to do it. So we were kind of just talking over the summer about where we could go. And, and he lived in Kentucky, and I, I live here in Nashville. And I said, I can drive to Kentucky. That's that's no problem. I would Instead of doing an, an over-email interview, I would sure. love to actually come and sit down and, and meet with you. And he said, well, what are your favorite bourbons? And I said, Angel's Envy, um, Woodford, and uh, Elmer T. Lee. And so Elmer T. Lee is from Buffalo Trace, and it's right there in his area. Oh, Elmer T. So Elmer T. Lee was a was a man, a real man, who was one of the master distillers real at Buffalo man. Trace. He was like a real man. Elmer T. Lee sounds like a real man's name, though. I gotta say, Miss Mr. Lee, play so, your guitar on me. 
<laughs> don't even with some bourbon stop mm-hmm. it so um okay. he i think he passed away in 2013 so he has his own small batch and it's hard to find yeah a friend of mine named um evan haskell who was a another bourbon podcast guy the bourbon show out of mm-hmm. michigan um a long time ago i wrote to him because he was having all these pictures and i said you're killing me i can't find this bourbon and you have it everywhere and he said well send me a cd a signed cd i'll send you a bourbon i'm like you're full of shit but i'll do it anyway and he actually did sent me my first bottle of elmer and it was it was amazing anyway so so richard said well i live closest to buffalo trace me chris tried that we sent a signed picture of us we got a cease and desist (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) see just just didn't work out sorry sorry like well we'll include you in October, you'll be the October man of the month. You know, like mm. one of those like yeah. October yeah. man of the month. Yeah. October we man. should do that. We should do Share Your Buzz's man of the we month. Man of the month. <laughs> wow. We should do a calendar. Yeah. Just, yeah. So I drove up to the Buffalo Trace Distillery, which I didn't know is the oldest distillery on the trail. And it was awesome. It was so fun. And we had a private tour and walked around. And my and then we did a great article and, and a great interview, which became an article, and it was it was awesome. But my main reason for going up was to try to get another bottle of Elmer, thinking, oh, of course really? it's going to be yeah. in the gift shop. Why would it not? Well, I go up. There's no Elmer in the gift shop. So I'm like, shit. So I bought a big Buffalo Trace and brought it back. And when the article came out, uh, the, the lovely PR woman from Buffalo Trace emailed me and said, I'm so sorry you didn't get your bottle of Elmer. May we send you a bottle? And I said, yes, please. Yes, you may. So Buffalo <laughs> Trace is what I brought tonight. Buffalo Trace bourbon is yeah. uh, now my favorite <laughs> because nice. they were they yeah, were lovely. Really they good. were gracious. Yeah. It is good. I've actually uh, never had Buffalo Trace. Just, you know. Wow. Neat. Yeah. I mean, I've had I think it can, especially I'm with you because it's around the same price range as Bullet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's cheaper. Yeah, and I like it. I really like it. Yeah, it's it's not bitey. It's very smooth. Man, you know, I, I, sweetness I, to I do it do. Too, it's it's a lot smoother than the bullet. Now I'm not. Uh, we talked earlier about how I'm not a, a whiskey snob. So I there is a sure. time and a place for bullet. I think. Yeah. yeah. When I when I'm in the mood for that, but it does yeah. it does have a very distinct flavor, much like a Jack Daniels right. or something yes. like that. Right. So if you're not in the mood for it and you want like you know something in price range wise. Like, yeah, yeah the, this is really, really good. Yeah, it's I very mean, you good. Can go and the distillery is just yeah. great. It's massive, and it's it's yeah. all these old, wonderful buildings, and it's mm-hmm. just it, the history of it, and, and it was, it's just so. Is great. it made of different buildings? Like yeah, it's tons, made of buffaloes. Tons. <laughs> I didn't get to actually and you, and see you, a buffalo. You trace them. Very <laughs> There's one right off uh, uh, I-65 South. Oh yeah, that right little, little family. It's right yeah. by the interstate, hanging that out. One buffalo. Un buffalo. Wow. Buffalo. But no, that was fun. So we, we got a great article out of that, and I was very grateful that he, he contacted me. And, and cool. you know, because I'm, I'm still trying to get my song, I'll Take Bourbon Over You, to a yeah. bourbon company. Use my song. I've written a love yeah. song to your product. Please yeah. use it. And, and no one has yet. So Shameless it's plug. A great idea. I mean, yeah, we got to get you. I up. want that so bad just, just because it is what I drink. And every show, I'm always stopping people in the middle of the show. Hey, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? I'm drinking yeah. bourbon. Who's drinking bourbon? So. At the end of the night, I always do hear from the bar. Bourbon, we sold a lot baby. Of bourbon. Yeah, right. So I'm selling your product, bourbon companies. I have a song for you. Please let's support each other, like you just you said. These silly independents. vodka exactly. fools. Yeah, no, no one, no one okay. should drink vodka. I need some smoke and some good loving in my. Because you got to write a song for whatever you want to get free stuff of, mm-hmm. and then there you go. No, if I did get a bourbon sponsor, I would have a lot of friends. Y'all'd be over all the time. You got a lot of friends. Can I ask a question? I, I do want to ask the, the. So you're from Nashville. Mm-hmm. You're from Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm from West Virginia. We're all 
I'm, regional. I'm from You're Massachusetts. the only northerner in I the am. room. So tell us about your cultural experience from the north to the south. I'd love to hear this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> I've made a big... Hey, I will, boy. Hey. <laughs> son. I will say this. Yeah, um, the Everybody alcohol son, down here is tremendously better than up north. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Are you saying like as in local beers? Local. local okay. There is such a local scene here that is non-existent up north. Hmm. And because um, we consider local up north like Sam Adams. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, that's not like really. That's like the first kind of like dark beer we had in the South. Yeah. yeah. You know what we say But it is kind of local for you guys. Sure, it yeah. is. Yeah. And what, what we Southerners but, say, we say, oh, bless still, your heart. They're, they're oh, still looked at as being like the godfather <laughs> of craft, craft sure, beer. Sure, yeah. sure. I just feel like. If you go to like a random bar in Nashville, you will find a ton of local ch- selections. But if you go to a local, like if you go to a random local bar in Massachusetts or in Boston, you're not going to find that. Yeah. Really? You get a little no. bat wow. there, right? You get, you're, you're just going to find your beers. big. Yeah, it's weird. It's just like. Molson and Lebat. You will find Mol- <laughs> Yes, you will. It's really odd. And, um, uh, but besides that, I mean, people down here are obviously far kinder to your face, even if they hate you. Um, yeah, see, we're very good at I that. Go, I go back and forth. I go back and forth on that. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I'm like, just be a dick up front. It's, 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 yeah. it's confusing. Man, I don't can you know. Just, can wait. you just tell me to fuck off, please? Because I, I, I don't. Are you actually being nice to me, or are you? It's I, a sign of respect. That's all it is. Yeah. People that aren't from the south right. don't realize. I might not. We might. You and I might be in a situation that's uncomfortable, or that we don't want to be in, but we're yeah. gonna be nice anyways. Yeah, as a sign of respect. Yeah. Right. Whereas I'm telling you, what when I'm being nice. Me and Chris to have you, done that 100, 157 that, times. What I'm telling you is, I don't want any beef, in that we'll figure this out. You know, that's right. The right. Thing right. Is, you know, that's and we always smile. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to. My only gripe you know, with the South is you guys drive so slow. Yeah. Like well, holy we shit. We speak slower. We talk. I mean, it's yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Which yeah. is safer, by the way. If you Can ever I see an asshole that? on the interstate, I like you know to live on the edge. <laughs> no, see, I, you're the guy that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, Everyone that in my life makes fun of me because I'm not a speeder. I mean, I like if I'm on the interstate, oh, we're going somewhere. I'll do five uh, at the max, like seventy-eight. Well, that's no, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm just you talking know, about like I mean, the people the when people the speed limit's the 45 and you're cruising at like no, no, 20. No. You have to do the I'm speed like, limit plus. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Speed limit plus, but never more than five over on streets, side streets. Right. Yeah. Because that's rude. Yeah. It is very rude when yeah, you do it that. Is. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I don't like aggressive drivers. No, I know. It's dangerous. That shit is dangerous. <laughs> It'll put your life. You I know work. what? Any aggressive driver you see now, just say, oh, that's an errand. Oh. That's an error. Bless his heart. <laughs> oh, that, oh, oh. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Next time I see somebody on the road just running, I'm like, oh, he pull, he's pulling a Lassard. He's pulled a Lassard. God damn it. <laughs> no, I get that. I, I get that. I have the weirdest like um, uh, cognitive dissonance about that because I was born in upstate New York. And most of my family is from like New York State. But I, I pictured but I, you as a New York. Per- I was very surprised when I heard that you lived I grew, in Orlando grew because up in Florida. I feel like you're a New Yorker. Like I can. Uh, that's yeah. how I. Yeah. 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 I have. I. I it, I'm not. I mean, I'm not not proud of it, but I'm not exactly sure. It's not, it's not where I. It's not call, a part of you. It's not where I call home. Sure. But my parents. I. That's where I was born, and that's where I like. My parents always talk like this. Yeah. So that's kind of why I have this. I guess. Sure. But I. But like I have no ties to new york whatsoever like i don't yeah. i mean i like the yankees because my grandpa and all that but i never you but I, i'm a red sox awful, fan awful of course person yeah. but I, other than that like i mean i've been to the city a couple times and all that stuff i saw all the sites and all that yeah. but i but i don't like i don't feel like that's home 
Yeah. But it's always been weird because people from and people in Florida always said I sound like a New Yorker, but people in New York were always like, "Oh, you didn't grow up here, so you're not from here." So it's like I never really you had, don't have an identity. Yeah. No, I just, I just, hmm. I, all right. So I, that's why I came to Nashville, where everybody's from somewhere else, and it's right. like nobody cares. Sure. You just be whatever nobody you want. Shit. Right. You can be if, if you want to wear a pair of uh, buckle jeans and a shiny shirt. Sure. With a, uh, yeah. You can. We'll we'll do. take you. We'll do. It's all fine. Should we mention? Of course, we'll, we'll talk behind your back. What? Should we mention? <laughs> <laughs> should, should we mention kind of what we're collectively planning for yeah, next year. Yeah, let's do it. Next year, so so while um, we're kind of working on our own individual things, um, we're, this Christmas thing, we're, we're looking to build. So we kind of did a soft release this year. Right. And we're looking to turn it into a, a bigger thing next year where we're looking to book some big rooms out of yeah. town. Yeah, and we're really going to promote it heavily. Yeah. Um, and then along with that, because it is a big band album, we would love to actually have a big band. You know, right, right. now for my gigs, I can afford a three piece. Right. I would love to be able to afford a big band. So we're so hoping. Oh, tell me, please tell me if you guys get a big band album that you'll come in here and play live in my apartment with all the band. <laughs> love it. And then, and then we'll. I think on like on the day I move out, I just want you guys to come in here and like we play big will, band. I guarantee. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. yeah. So the the hope is to get some yes. bigger venues for next Christmas, and then maybe do a proper big band christmas show with the album um nice. so that's that's that sure. plan so we'll see and we're how looking that goes. to potentially do joint shows out of town yeah so we want to keep the duo stuff. duo stuff i'll tell you what, what's been fun with the duo stuff you know generally as as a band leader i love my band i love the energy of a band i love upright bass i love the drums i love having that but we've been doing this duo stuff which has been equally as fun because there's a lot more freedom within that mm-hmm. um and so we're kind of hoping to to keep a lot of your originals and my originals. Yeah. Even though I call my originals jazzicana, your stuff's more kind of rockabilly. They do fit together because they both have Strangely. that jazz element. Yeah. But yes. there's something just very organic yeah, like about it. Jazzabilly. 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 Oh my God! There Thank you. You just it's a new it. series. So we're hoping to to, to get some more. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> Can we Any have other? hashtag Jazzabilly? Yeah. Uh, we're hoping to podcast, to get some more shows, duo shows, <laughs> and then and also try to to pull in some master classes with that because you know I've been teaching for a long time, mm. and and I would really love to take a lot of the aspects that I've been teaching at Belmont for the last twelve years and take that out. Because, you know, a lot of times if you have private voice lessons, it's going to be more classical-based. And what I do, even though I have a classical background, I'm more commercial-based because that's what I teach. And to be able to take this into to smaller places where you don't really get mic work and you don't really get to work with an accompanist and you don't really get to do pop material or country material or jazz material um, because it's such a different animal. I would love to be able to, to take that and, and kind of teach that and then get to, to do shows off of that. So that's kind of what and we're planning. We're even flirting with the idea of doing some master class yeah. stuff to where we're going to go. We might even work together on that. Because yeah. a lot of times, how often do you have a, a singer and an, an accompanist that work together? Because there is a, a common bond with that. And sometimes you're this or you're that. Yeah. It's really learning how to work together. And we're, we're even yeah. looking in the idea of, of taking this into, into mu- markets that aren't so music driven but people who who want to or who are attracted towards those markets but don't understand what they're like because yeah, they don't get it and, they, and you know we're very spoiled here in nashville you can go out any night of the week mm-hmm. in how many different venues and see live music right yeah and different types of music yeah, so. yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah a lot of so places like we're looking from at that idea from, yeah that doesn't exist so we're looking at that as a possible uh side opportunity. hustle side hustle sure so, Aaron, is there anything else about yourself that you want to plug before we head out? Um, sure. 
Please do plug. plug. Sure, plug. Shameless plugging. Um, shameless. Shameless. If shameless I had a, we had a push box, no, box the, we could This like, is the time when it's plug. not shameless because no, we're asking you. Please <laughs> <make> <laughs> shameless plug presented by Mayday Blonde Beer, which I'm deliciously no, drinking. It, it would not be shameless. It would be like, no shame plugs. <laughs> yeah. You guys aren't shameless. Hashtag no shame stuff. plugs. There's nothing to be shameful here. I, Chris, you just started yeah. a new segment on our show. If you want to no sponsor shame. the segment called No Shame Plugs. No Shame November. I will start with my socials. If you want to find out more, I typically post regularly, except I've been lazy during the holiday season. My Instagram account is where I am most active at Aaron Aaron Lassard Guitar. Um, you can follow any info Lassard on my website. Two S's, right? Uh, two S's. L E S S A R D. I have a website, AaronLassard.com. Um, and we play quite often in town. So if you follow those socials on Facebook and Instagram, you will find some updates on what we're doing um, pertaining to my stuff and uh, very likely Stephanie's as well because I like to promote um, jointly. Um, Even if you don't, she will somehow weasel. She will right find a way to like absolutely. hack into my account yeah. and probably just, <laughs> just run it herself. All your links to <laughs> go to her page. <laughs> find out more about Aaron at stephanieadlington.com. <laughs> 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 And uh, we are, like I said earlier, we are tracking a new single. Um, we're looking at a potential February, March release. Uh, throwback kind of woman. And That's your, great your um, Christmas song, Current? Christmas song, Current. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, we have a Christmas single that is now out called Santa's Got a Brand New Bag. Nice. Um, Where can you find that? That is available on all streaming platforms and iTunes. Uh, CD Baby is best if you're looking to buy because we get the most out of that. Um, Support your local artists, guys. If you feel that that is an inconvenience, iTunes is also preferred. Or uh, feel free to stream if you are trying to save a buck. If you're going to use iTunes or any of those sites as well, please don't. You know, if you're gonna buy it, just go ahead and throw like a little review on there too. Give them the, the a review star. is very uh, encouraged. Yeah. We do appreciate nice. that. Yes, yeah. be, very much. Be so. respectful. Be respectful. I, I, you, you guys out there, they get like, uh, and I'm guilty of this too. Like when it comes to podcasts or music, whatever. Uh, you, you, you listen. You, even when you pay, you feel like you're doing your deed. But when it comes to local artists, uh, the the algorithms that these that these uh, sure. streaming services use they really feed off of the feedback that the fans mm-hmm. give. Mm-hmm. So if you like something and you're buying it, or if you even if you just stream it and you like it, drop that five star review do. and like you know give them that stars, give them that little review. It helps the it helps them get to the top of the the algorithm for their review for Absolutely. their list. Uh, well, that's how you open the door there. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry. just <laughs> the door I'm here. That's how you know we've gone. That's how you know we've gone an hour and thirty minutes is when people are just slanging the door open. Stephanie, oh. where where we get you? Uh, let's see. The Christmas album is the most recent. Um, What's that, that called is, again? It is called "Put Me Under the Tree." I'm yours. Such a good name. So <laughs> it's uh, name. it's it's on uh, it's on CD Baby, uh, trickling into iTunes and Amazon and everything else. Um, we're gonna have live, or not not live, hard physical copies that are in the mail that we'll probably get after Christmas, but we're hoping for before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it would be fabulous. Sure. Uh, we've got the shows coming up, and then next year it's gonna be writing more and recording more, and, and hopefully gigging as much as I've I've been this year. I, I was fortunate enough to win the uh, Nashville Industry Music Award for Best Jazz Vocalist. I do remember seeing that. So I'm hoping that that. Uh, thank that, you. Yeah. That's been fabulous, and and uh, very grateful for that. Very yeah. unexpected. And I hope that that 
continues and just want to gig as much as I can and get out there and, and try to keep the live shows in Nashville but also branch out into some other places. So yeah. that's that's the plan. We'll see how that's going to And if you want to play your guitar on Stephanie? Maybe. Feel free. Yeah, just bring me some bourbon. Contact her. Yeah. Do you bring me some bourbon and we, we can discuss uh, We can discuss that. We can discuss <laughs> playing <laughs> possible guitar on top Look, of anything is Stephanie, before Remember we how we... Remember how we talked about being a local artist? Anything is a negotiable. And there we go. There I we go. I have to ask you a question yes. because I asked Faith this question, and I'm, I have my own opinions about this debate, but baby, it's cold outside. Here we go. Where are you at? You know, I love the song. I Now, being someone of a very vintage mindset, I do feel like I'm, I'm so born in the wrong era. I should have been born back then. I'm I'm torn because I'm completely uh, romantic about the entire. Is it flirtation or is prohibition it? era, yes. 30s, 40s, 50s, madmen era? You know all of that. I do love it. I do know that women were repressed back in the day, and and a lot of the romanticism that I have about it, being the woman that I am, I'm sure I would not be happy about it if I were back in that environment. Yeah. Um, but you know, I feel like the song was written at a time when. It, it was different. It was uh, social means were different. Everything was different. I, I I'm not offended by the song. I love the song. I, I feel like that song is is every bit of Christmas, like the Christmas sure. song or Frosty the Snowman or anything else. Can I just so. make a point? I think it's unfair when people make these claims and assumptions about uh, entertainment and and things pertaining to that that type of topic. Uh, about media that is far older than where we're at culturally today exactly. because it, it's, yeah. it, it makes no sense. What, what is the point? I mean, if you personally feel that it, it makes you feel a certain way, then don't listen to it. But I don't understand the argument that it's assuming something when at that time it probably was not. Yeah. You know, that's people taking history and not learning. Exactly. Right. Because right. back in that time right. period... I, I I think it was yeah. it was a very um, it was a very sweet and innocent and, also, and sweet yeah. song. We're looking you know? at it from the point of view that you're assuming it was malicious, but right. it, it it was I think like if you watch like the Lady Gaga version with I think whoever this she does with oh it, um, um if you he watch, was on Third Rock from the Sun yeah what's his name jo- uh, Jordan Jordan Gold uh, 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 oh Gordon Levitt, Levitt. Gordon Levitt. Levitt. if you watch that video like Joseph. the part that she's playing like it's obviously uh, they did a role it, reversal. It, it's pretentiously um, like uh, coy. Like she's playing it very coy. coy. Yeah. Like, the, like the, the female part is not supposed to be like a victim. It's supposed to be like she's kind of playing it kind of like. Well, yeah. like in that specific version too, they did a role reversal. And I don't know yeah. why they did that. I don't know if they did that to be more safe, but they specifically did it so she was taking the part of the man because he's like, what's in this drink? Well, I mean, and, I and even even with that, you know, if if you think, okay, yeah, there are two contexts to that. What's in this drink? Either he could have slipped you something, or my God, I could seriously be drinking my bourbon straight up. What is in this drink? It's called alcohol. You know, so right, I think right. When I think of that song what, too, man, I'm sorry, I can't no, help but think no. like, okay, I, I've had a beautiful woman in the clutch of my arms. I don't want her to leave, but I'll flirt with her, I'll tease with her, but I'm not gonna. No, God, no. This person no. Right, I mean, like, and that's no. not what it implies. Like, exactly. Please, Absolutely not. Stay, you know, right, please, exactly. You know, like, yeah. I, I, just, I, I do think it's been taken to extremes, mm-hmm. and I yeah. understand why it's been taken to extremes, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the Me Me Too culture that we're in right now, mm-hmm. eventually things had to be taken to extremes, because things have been going things, on for sure, far too long. Sure, but absolutely. I don't mm-hmm. think that has to mean every single thing along well, also, the way. Also, we're taking it. Um, what, what do we do as entertainers? We hyperbole. Yeah. Hyperbole is what we make our... Like it's what music is. Like, as a songwriter, as an artist, you're yeah. taking an emotion and you're and you're exploring that. You're blowing that up, that one tiny emotion up to a giant thing. Right. So this is a moment in time that they made 
they hyperbolized into a song. And it's at that point in time, at that, at that in that era, that was their version of the hyperbole. Yeah. Now, and it's, it's, I, and and I, I've loved making fun of the song in the past, but only because juxtaposing it to our modern day sensi- sensibilities. Right. Like so, but if like if you were actually asking my, my personal what I actually thought about it, no, it's like like Chris said, it's it's the the era that it was in that was the hyperbole for the yeah. moment, and it was, I'm. I, I don't want to say it was fine, but it was at least it was agreed upon by all parties in that era yeah. that this is an acceptable. It, this is in the zeitgeist right now. This is it. And it was funny back in the time. It was just a funny yeah, song. It was kind of a, yeah, and I feel yeah, like yeah. at what point yeah. did we lose our sense of humor? Yeah. At what point did we yeah. lose kind of our sense of humanity? Well, the purpose of humor is to make yourself is to make others uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's always a bit of truth in it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, yeah. You know, there's but you know, at what sure. point, and, and this kind of, and, and I'm, I'm really torn about this, I'm glad you bring this, this subject up, because at what point we have to be cautious, but at what point do we, we we're so cautious that we do lose our sense of humor, mm. we do lose our sense of humanity, yeah. to where we can't trust anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be a give and take, I think, and, and let the song be, for God's sake. Just enjoy it's the a 50 era year old that song. was in. I mean, yeah, on, and really? just, just, just enjoy Unless it. Everyone has to have some control. Uh, I am all for Baby It's Cold Outside. Unless Bill Cosby's singing it, I <laughs> will agree. And I'll tell you what, or and R. that's R. Kelly or something doing. R. Like, Kelly, hey, thank put you. Put on my sweater. Now that's one of the things, and we were discussing this the other night. We were talking about, you know, Fat Albert. We all grew up with Fat Albert, and, <laughs> and, it, and it, it makes me so sad because yeah. thinking that this that Fat Albert that made the noise that I loved was God. What was going on behind the scenes? Also, you know, very racistly drawn. Like, yeah. Remember how they made them walk? They made them walk with like a jive. I was like, well, they, it's over the top, baby. We got to push it. Forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, hyperbole for the time. Yeah, for the times. Yeah. So I think <laughs> things things belong where they were. It was a cultural thing. You okay and it's a there? learning you thing. Just pour a drink out my tree. <laughs> no, no, I just fixed the headphone. We're good. You, you don't think trust your him. tree needs <laughs> a drink? Yeah. Yeah. Those lights yeah. aren't twinkling. All I know is I, I saw for a second Aaron disappeared into my tree and came oh back out. Lord, that means he's he's he's, he's mixing. He's had bourbon and beer. I've officially shared the buzz between the forest. We've almost drank a bottle you know that's why i brought it because i know my friends will share share the goodness I'm, i love y'all that's, Steph, why, I, that's Steph, why i brought Steph the bourbon has been classy here tonight only had like two we <laughs> <were> like <laughs> pounding this thing we were like we were drinking all of her alcohol <laughs> yet i'm the one that said play guitar on me i don't really know yeah, what that means like but <laughs> whatever shameless plug shameless 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 <laughs> hey look if you're i feel like uh if you're going to come on to the pod, if you're just going to randomly show up, I mean, you have to at least bring some booze. I you guess. should bring booze. Yeah. It's the it's the Southern respectful thing sure. to do. You always, I, I can't bake a casserole, so I bring alcohol. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You want to get the two like, automatic yes. into that. Casserole I will say or, the best or pecan pie or something. Or pecan pie. I can't do that. The best I suck casserole at that. I've I ever can, had was from my boy Chris right here. One year for like, I think it was the very first Sherry Buzzmas Christmas party. Chris brought, brought a plate, like a, like a, a little like a uh, glass bowl of like he's like I'm gonna bring a casserole and it was like a taco casserole it was like, it's a, like a burrito, burrito casserole I'm like dude you can call it a casserole but this is just a bunch of goodness like this is it's just beans and meat and cheese and meat. in a bowl like this is awesome <laughs> it's, a casserole. it's it's layered it's layered it's let me tell you the best thing in the south this sounds really horrible but you know when we have funerals and they're really sad but the best part of that is the food everybody brings oh, yeah. a casserole you have how many casseroles at the end of the, the funeral that you just chow on for like the next five too, weeks like, oh. <laughs> yeah grandma died <laughs> fuck yeah casserole I'm not exactly Bring me sure that what a cheese is, <laughs> I mean hey she had a good life <laughs> she did <laughs> 
Cute. And this broccolo is broccolo. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm not even gonna talk. <laughs> That's the best broccolo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the cheese—the cheese, the broccoli ratio. Yes, it is yummy. I want to. I want to taste it. Green bean casserole. If it ain't a green bean I casserole. Taste I like the burrito casserole. I like to see somebody do like the actual, um, like the like have the wake first and then do the viewing, so that <laughs> so that they, they're just talking about the food. They're like, well, uh, she uh, yeah. she had, she, you know, it was, it was a grandma great lived food. a good life. This broccoli casserole is <laughs> fucking amazing. No, grandma didn't get rid of it. She, she Imagine. Rid of it. <laughs> How much more fun the actual funeral would be if the wake were first? Sure. Everybody be like, party! Remember that time that he danced naked in the pool? Remember that? We then there would be stories. that blonde girl like, I love her. <laughs> she's uh, like drunk in the corner on, on her the corner, sitting on the ground. Friends are like, it's okay. You want a hot dog? Somehow she found a curb. There's no curb, but somehow she found a curb. Uh, in the corner in yeah. the, it all uh, makes its way back around. And then a group of bachelorettes just come out from nowhere. Like I don't, I don't know what. Where I did you come from? Thanks to Mary Day. No, Thanks Chris, to. I like how you brought that all back around. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do. Every once in a while. You know, in the I'll biz, we call that a callback. I like that. That's why you all run the, the podcast and we just sit in. Y'all know what you're doing. So, Stephanie, are you going to be here next week? I hope so. <laughs> I might be. You guys, uh, I might just pop in. I might just like put my nose against the door and just be like, hi. Yeah, that's it. Come on in, girl. It's funny because when me and Chris are just, uh, sometimes we don't have a guest and we just hang out and then, you know, uh, Facebook come up from work and she'll just like jump on the uh, jump on the podcast. Usually to fact check our bullshit because we'll, we'll be talking about something and she'll be like, uh, nope. No, I just looked this up. That's not. Nope. Yes. Well, actually, we <laughs> yeah. might be on the podcast next week because y'all might come to Rudy's during our Christmas show. Yeah, we'll probably. Y'all should do the podcast at Rudy's during the show. You know what? I would love to hook up with Adam and do another podcast at Rudy's. That's incredible. But last time, they don't they don't have a room that's separate from like no. we, we would. Last time we went and do a podcast at Rudy's, we were in Adam's office, in the which office. is about the size yes. of a refrigerator Holy box. Yeah. It's about yeah. the size and of his table. Or which is I, why I busted in. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. trying to do my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> it's all good. It's good. It's that time, guys. Oh dear. Good job, Aaron. It's the time where the buzz has been officially shared. Yeah. <sighs> On that note, again, I've said that twice now. Yeah, so uh, if you are in a random manager's or restaurant manager's uh, office, and somebody pops their head in. It might be Stephanie. <laughs> it might be yeah. me saying, "Hey." So, and also, of, please. Uh, we're out of the the rosé. Mm. Please. Oh, we're stop, out of the bourbon because uh, I drank it all. Bourbon. Stop by all the plugs that you guys shared earlier. Actually, give me one more time with like the most. Sure. Um, so again, Aaron Lassard. Uh, check out Aaron Lassard guitar on Instagram. I post everything from promo pieces, random content, videos. Um, website AaronLassard.com for show updates. Uh, again, Stephanie and I are working together a lot now these days. Uh, we're doing a lot of duo stuff coming in 2019, so be on the lookout. Follow her socials at StephanieAdlington.com. Um, .com. And we'll be uh, we'll be doing a lot of stuff together in the next year coming up. So Stephanie Adlington Instagram, and Stephanie Adlington Music Facebook. Keep in mind, I hate social media, but I will post. And again, to show where I just am. to reiterate, um, we are for our Christmas stuff coming up this week. Yes, Considering please. this will be posted on the 21st. Um, come see them tonight. Yes, come see us tonight at Rudy's, the 21st. Um, 8 to 11. 8 to 11. We'll be at Gray's on Saturday, tomorrow night. 22nd, 9 to 11. From 9 to 11. 
and, and uh, Sambuca. I will not be there, but Stephanie will be at Sambuca. Loser. I will be home, but Sambuca. 630 to 1030, Sambuca 23rd in the Gulch. Without Aaron. Go to the Rudy Show and see these guys and support our our friends that are on the podcast tonight and also support our friends from Rudy's. I, I say go to that show. And yes. Rudy's show. Yeah. yeah, come support Rudy's Jazz Room. It's it's uh, we've been open now for about a year and a half. We are the only jazz venue in Nashville, so we support Nashville jazz and we appreciate it. And we love Adam Charney and Mike Braden for giving up yes, their day do. jobs. To, Mike might uh, be the most smiling it. ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I've, he, yes. every, time <laughs> I, he every time I see him, he's always smiling. I'm like, dude, that, that man's so happy. happy. Yeah, he's so happy. I I envy him. He, he also, and, and I can say, son I, of a bitch. I love I, I love both Adam and Mike. They've always been awesome to me. They're uh, they're also yes. good friends of Faith. Which so, but I will say the juxtaposition between Mike always being so smiley and Adam always being so so kind of serious Worried. all the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, dude, do your eyebrows not like just <laughs> smile? Like, like, Life is good, man. Uh, we got a jazz club in Nashville. I'm like, dude, man, you are, you are, and I got, we yes, got to get him back on the show, man, because they came out to uh, Faith's birthday last month, and we were talking a little bit, and I love that mother, I love that yeah. dude so much. He's such a good dude. You almost but said I, motherfucker. I did, I, but I wanted, I, some people. I'm saying it for you. Yeah. Well, we're so grateful to have a jazz venue again in Nashville because we have the players, we have the community, we just needed the venue, and now we have but it. He so. is, Adam is, is the epitome of humble because I'm like, he's like talking to me like, like it's like stressed out about stuff in his regular life. I'm like, dude, you own the premier jazz club in one of the fastest growing cities in the country. Yeah, in the country. Like, like you, you enjoy. Like yeah, live live your life. Like, <laughs> go, go, go take advantage of it a little bit. Yeah. And uh, uh but he's so humble. Hey, that a cool shit dude. ain't easy. Art's not easy. No, dude. Pimping no, it's not. It's not easy. Because he has the hustle just like we do. So yeah, we everybody's got to hustle. We're it's not glam to own a, own a jazz club. Guys, I'm no. about to roll out because I'm about to have me a cigarette. It's been like two hours. Oh, yeah. It's a two-hour show. Chris, where can we? I love you guys. Two-hour show. You Chris Mallow Blackout. Plug Mallow Blackout. Yo, Christopher M. Husack Facebook. Hurricane Husack on the IG. Mallow Blackout. And Mallow Blackout. That's my music. Peace and love. Okay, Share Your Buzz is love you. Share Your Buzz is on Woo. iTunes, Instagram, Stitcher Radio, uh, Facebook, Spotify, all like all the a- anywhere you get stuff. Um, you can also find the prologue to my book on shareyourbuzz.com backslash Hell or High Tide. Um, if you're if you know anybody in the literary agency business, I would like to please please do because he's amazing. So. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out tonight. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. Love you, Tony. Hope thank you guys you. will come back in the uh, in the new year and tell us what you have going on. Yes. Well, I'm just going to turn up if you don't invite me. Stephanie yeah. will be here next week, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. During her Rudy show, she'll probably pop in. <laughs> next time we have Aaron on, we'll have to do like a secretive, like, hey, yeah, don't we'll tell us. I so heard somebody. that. Don't t- and you know what? Because I follow you on Instagram, so I'm going to know. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's, it's like she's in my tr- Christmas tree. She's like, <laughs> I live under your table. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you.